motherfuckers. Like I'm not one. Yeah. I wish because I don't have any need for Four, the backseat. Three, two, one. Bow! Oh, you oh, Brandon, fuck. ladies and gentlemen, we're live. Fuck. We're live on the day of net neutrality. Uh, mm. We might not be broadcasting anymore. Mm. Might be over. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. When does it kick in? Right away. I don't know. I have no idea. Probably That's takes a great a thing about By the way, has there ever been a, like a harder time to be a citizen? Meaning, like, it's just, what, what, how much, I never had to pay this much attention. I know, right? Like, come on, I, it's like fucking, we have to babysit, it's like their children that we have to, like, wait, what are they doing? No, 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 Like, where they used to kind of be able to take care of themselves? Yeah. Or and seemingly could? There's not one place where you can go where you can get one, are you shaking that before you yeah, open it? Yeah, should I not shake it? You're a fucking maniac. Bro, I don't give a it's fuck. It's just gonna explode all over the <laughs> all place. Alright, then I'll give it a, I'll give yeah, it a second. Yeah, you gotta let that fucker rest. The, the worst ones are those uh, little small ones that I have, those cayenne cleanses. You shake those bitches, they just fucking shoot up to the ceiling. Is that true? Yeah, it's all fermented. It's yeah. all carbonated, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's no one source where you can absolutely get 100% unbiased factual information as the news. Everything is leaning one way or leaning another way. And even CNN, which I used to trust all the time, they, they fuck up all the time. They're always having to print retractions. There was something that was going around today. It's just uh, there's not one news source where I can say, please just give me the unbiased information with no left or right lean. Can yes. I get that? Which is Which we talked about beforehand. Be, when there's, a, like, even the idea of the New York Times. What I what people don't understand is people don't understand journalism. A lot of the time, like literally, when people go, it's fake news. It's like you know you can't print fake news because they. You ever you ever have anything in the New Yorker? You ever be quoted no. in a New Yorker article? I. They literally. You talk to the journalist, then two different fact checkers call you mm. to confirm what you said and like is this true right is this and i literally this is in an article about someone else that i gave a quote for and like did you say that hmm. did and you can confirm that and they do that they do that at major every major journalistic uh outfit they do the new york times washington post uh N like name the big ones they all have they're not as stringent as the new york as the new yorker because the new yorker only comes out once a week mm -hmm. but they all have fact checkers and they can get and the thing is these institutions can get sued right this is not a good example but it's it's an example the conor mcgregor fight mm -hmm. new york times wrote an article about the conor mcgregor fight yeah. and one of the things they said that he was covered in blood and rescued by the referee before he fell through the mm -hmm. ropes I contacted them on Twitter and I said, you, in this day and age, you can't say things that everyone knows are false. Yeah. Like millions of people watched yeah. that fight. There was no blood. Yeah. He was not falling through the ropes yeah. and the referee rescued him. You made that up. He was outclassed and battered by a far superior boxer, which is what most boxing people expected. That's the real story. Yeah. But you guys added a bunch of shit to it. Yeah. So they That's retracted shading. it. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's not just shading. It's a yeah. it's a straight lie. I know it's not because it's not a, a really. It doesn't. There's you know, no. It's, loser it's inconsequential. There, yeah. It's yeah. not a really it's significant moment. Anything, yeah. yeah. It's not like a big moment in time, and the result is the same. But their description of the result makes you wonder. How much other things do you do this to? How many other subjects yeah. do you flavor in this weird way? What was their retraction? Because I remember, I remember it. seeing you write that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. And they they changed it. They, were they, cha they even, but they still used hyperbole even in their retraction. They said his face was completely swollen. It wasn't. 
It wasn't. A quadrant of his face yeah, was swollen. A, a tiny amount. Yeah. A little bit of swelling from a yeah. boxing match. Not yeah. like... Not some crazy, like, fucking Hasim Rahman shit. Head. Remember that one? Where, like, had, a, had an iron on his head? Literally the fun, like, maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen in a fight. It was disgusting. This huge hematoma growing out, yes. growing out of his forehead. See if you could find that. Yes. Hasim Rahman. Uh, Len yeah. Lennox Lewis, right? Was it the Lennox Lewis fight? No. Uh, no. I don't remember. Um... But yeah, it was like he, he literally had to go to Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, look at that. Oh my God, Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like that, that was grotesque. That was a wild. Yeah, that was an enormous <laughs> swelling in his head. He looks like a war criminal and an alien. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Yeah. So if that, you mean that's, yeah. that's no, yeah, his face the, is I don't, completely I don't swollen. disagree that they do. They do shade invariably. But, but you shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't. You should tell the exact story. The exact story was really clear it, for everybody that watched, the two million people plus that watched it on pay-per-view or more. It, it wasn't something that you can get away with bullshitting about. Do, okay, but do you – this wasn't a problem five years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it wasn't – like it wasn't a problem – it wasn't a problem day to day. And that's right. the thing that I was yelling at somebody yesterday of like the uh, – once, pe once Fox News created this thing of 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 like uh, extremely shaded shit, and people saw that there's a market for it, they were like, "All right, we'll do that. Mm. Like, we'll all do that now." Yeah. And then everyone's everyone's reacting, but they don't think they're reacting. But and now the New York Times is trying to go the other way, where they're. They hired this guy, Brett Stevens, to write op-ed pieces, and every week there's a new, like, what did you just say? Like, really? he'll, yeah, because they're trying to be, like, they're trying to be uh, kind of moderate or see both sides. And a lot of people on the left are going, like, but that's, how are you seeing both sides to, like, slavery? Or how are you seeing, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, right. what's both sides of climate change? Like, right, right. It's all, there's scientists and not scientists. That's, like... Those are the sides. So why are you? This is basically appeasement. I, I guess as a as a uh, you know consumer of this stuff, it's it's when I was to get into this conversation, I wasn't even talking about journalism. I was talking about government. I was talking about the amount of fucking work it takes just to be like to like I got to worry about statutes and fucking the FCC and fucking. Uh, executive orders and just like right. I never had to do all this. Yeah, like why is this so much? I don't know if it's. Uh, I mean, they would say like you know to be an act of democracy, it's only as good as the citizens and all that shit. But but it seems like we're all more involved and it's worse. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's m way more upsetting. It's p constant upset. Like it feels like havoc every single day. Hmm. Well, it's it's definitely not good, and it, it's especially from the environmental side. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever a president is short-sighted about the environment, that scares the shit out of me because that has repercussions for generation yeah. upon generation. Yeah, and he's doing it for short-term money grabbing. Yeah, like the EPA being yeah. essentially gutted. Yeah, what they're doing in Alaska, where they're they're making roads and and they're setting up mines near the yeah. salmon fisheries. What and they're the doing monument in Utah's shit, the, with yeah. the monuments. Yeah. It's scary because it's just they're just chopping away, just chopping away. And the repercussions could be forever. We have an amazing system here in this country in terms of like the amount of public land that we have mm -hmm. and the, the beautiful places where you can go and check yeah. out. 
all it takes is one or two assholes that have a mine, one or, one or two assholes that allow drilling for oil in these places. All they, all they have to do is extract resources from these public places, yeah. and, and we're fucked, and those places are ruined forever. Yeah. Not just for your kids, but for your grandchildren, for everybody. Yeah, it's like, I hope you like equipment, because <coughs> there's yeah. going to be a lot of fucking equipment at these places yeah. now. Yeah. That's the thing that, I, that I'm curious about. Uh, people that voted for Trump, like, is this what you wanted? Like, they honestly, just didn't like, want a Democrat. Yeah, I know, I know. They, I have a feel. I have a notion that they, they didn't like. They felt excluded. Yeah. By like elitism and going to Davos sure. and the Hamptons and all these places and like the Aspen Ideas Festival and TED Talks and all this shit. Yeah. So it's like, hey, fuck you. But this is uh, which I get the notion of fuck you, like, but this is like, dude. You can't tell me that Obama stressed you out on this level. Like the the level of Trump stress that like is just created in the culture. That's what I was saying. Like it's havoc every day. Yeah. It's like a fucking melee. But do you feel the stress every day? Do you, I mean, are you? Like- I do. Like there are days where I'm like, I can't look at my phone. I yeah. literally can't. Like a couple of days ago, I was looking at something and it was the... It was maybe before the maybe two three days ago. There are days where it's so, uh, it's so like, like in the red for like cultural or political toxicity. I'm just like Jesus. I can't. Yeah. This doesn't. This is like in- inducing cortisol. I think that's a good argument also to stay the fuck away from the news and social media for a few days a week. Yeah. There yeah. have been a few. You see the people in the past couple of days that like Facebook execs being like, "We we've uh, kind of torn society apart." <laughs> Didn't mean to. Whoops. Yeah, I saw that one Facebook exec was apologizing for what they've done. They've essentially engineered people to be programmed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've essentially engineered this thing where you're going to be addicted to it. You're going to be tuning into it constantly, and the things that are going to attract you the most are things that freak you the fuck out. So that's yeah. going to take prominence. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, it's a, there's a market. It's definitely a market. market. Definitely um, a market. But yeah, it's just, it's a bad idea to have a popularity contest to see who controls the nukes. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible idea. And that's what we have. And this is, this is a real example of an old system that really shouldn't exist anymore. I had an idea that a couple of weeks ago that I was like, I got to run that by Joe as a, like a jumping off point for a conversation. Robot president. Ooh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like logical, super logical, pure logic, stats, no emotions, no emotions. Uh, takes all of history, human history, the two thousand recorded history, two thousand mm. years, or what do you know? Really, two hundred years, but like, and takes it all into account. Even takes literature into account, mm. <laughs> like plots, right? Like takes Shakespeare into account, takes plots, you know, Henry the Eighth, all that shit. And then wouldn't that, isn't that kind of what you want? Yeah. Like, isn't that kind of what you want? And even if, if, if they say, if the robot president says, I've come to this decision, it was 55-45 in favor. Because that's all, like, the older you get, I'm not 100% anything. Like, even, I, lo- I really love Louis' joke in his last special, um, which weirdly didn't make any top 10 lists for the year. I'm <laughs> um, one of those weird things. I listened to it on the plane back from Hawaii a couple of weeks ago. Fucking great! It's great. Yeah. The last I watched it actually, the last few bits were fucking killer. 
Just kill. Was that the one about the fingering and the magic mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The magic mic was great, and the finger magic mic. Do my bidding. God damn it! That fucking made me laugh. It's a great bit. It made me laugh so goddamn hard. I mean, this is months ago. This is before we knew anything about the guy. I did it right after I knew about him. Yeah, of course. Uh, We can get into that in a second. But uh, but uh, Louis did the thing about uh, abortion that he opened with, and he's like, if you. They think they're killing babies. Right. I'd be out every day if that's what I thought. Right. I don't, I just don't see it that way. But it's the idea of like, there's so many debates that people won't admit to any doubt about. Right. Like, I'm 80 20. I'm 20%. Yeah. Abortion, you know, eh. I wouldn't, I would have one probably. I've never, never had the privilege. Uh, I've never needed to get one. But like, I, and I think if other people want to get one, cool. But I, but at the same time, I see what I see what your argument is. Yeah, I see both sides. Yeah, I think there's a certain time where it's a baby, you know, a certain, I mean, a certain amount of months in where like, okay, you're killing a baby now. Yeah, I don't know when it is. But I don't know like, when it is either. But but I, I, it's gotta be at some point. I'll tell you what, it's not the first day when it's like two cells right. clinging together and they become four cells. Just get rid of yeah. the cells and that's a wrap. But you would even admit like, I, or maybe it is. Or maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is. is. I don't, I personally don't, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a obstetrician, but. eh, If we had, uh, like a soul meter in the room, and, uh, like, you woke up one day and your wife is pregnant and it's like 48 days in, honey, honey, look at the soul meter, there's a new soul. Like, whoa. Okay, no turning back now. Now it's a new soul. Yeah. Before then, it was just like a, a nesting area, like they they were ready. It was a prepping area for a new soul. You believe that that's at forty eight days? You're at one day. There's no soul. Yeah, if you if you had a meter, you right? Know, if you had a way, obviously we don't. This is in a world with a robot president and a right. soul meter, and this is all also in a world where they've proven the existence of the soul, which is just theoretical, yeah. right? But if you could. If you had a like a thing in the room with you, sort of like when you have a, a pregnancy tester, mm-hmm. like you check, like look at this, it's registering, it's real, it's yeah. happening, like a, a soul meter, yeah. Like so, you have a countdown. Okay, it says I'm pregnant. We have 47 days, or we're pieces of shit. Yeah, because once the soul comes in, uh huh, yeah, well, yeah, then then we're murderers, I guess, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but and there are people that believe it's day one, which is like I can understand how you think that. I, I don't. Dude. I don't even. Not even. I wouldn't even say I don't believe that. I just don't know. I just have no. Yeah. I don't have any feeling one way or the other. If you interfere, if you don't interfere with the process from day one, and it goes all the way through term, you have a human. Yeah. So how can you make the argument that if you do interfere, it's nothing? Yeah, seems like you're stopping a potential human. Something's ha- something's happening, right? But it's the it's the the foolishness of going like I am absolute. Like, yeah, the I'm absolute, not absolutely anything. And just the reductionist idea of you know it being just a bundle of cells too. That's so, sort of preposterous too. Like no, it's a bunch of cells that will be a human being. So yes. you can't just deny the potential. I'm not saying that a bunch of cells. I don't think it's any different. I mean, I think if you can show me for sure that it's four cells, I think it's a complete, total non-issue. It's when you get into three months, you know, two months in, three months in, like, whoa, okay, what is this? Yeah. What is Again, this? Again, to you. Yeah. To, to me, you. To that's me. your yeah. barometer. Yeah. But that's the thing I was saying is, like, there's no, you're not allowed to have a nuanced 
opinion right. anymore. You just have to be like, no, I am absolutely, eh, uh, you must believe all women. Did you see that thing I posted the other day about it was uh, the Me Too backlash is going to come? No, I didn't and, see that. Uh, How's it going to come? What kind of backlash? The backlash is the on the, the on campus thing the the basically like the Obama administration and Joe Biden uh recommended these guidelines for title 9 and uh and they so they recommended these guidelines for title 9 uh the basically protecting women on college campuses but the problem is th- they throw out due process like literally if a guy the the idea is if you're if you get uh, accused you're basically convicted right guy gets accused he's thrown out of school and it's like well that's not due process there were all these things that were like like i'd never thought about before like because i i want to believe all you know what i mean like i i want to believe that if a woman i don't believe women have much reason to lie about the shit See, well, that's not true. I don't believe that at all because I believe there's a lot of women that have grudges and they're angry and they, mm-hmm. they want to make things up about men. And I know men where that's happened to before. I know yeah. men who've been fo- falsely accused of rape and the woman yeah. dropped it and told the police that she was just mad at him yeah. and she, she had a vendetta. That happens. It doesn't happen a lot. Right. It's, that's it's what I mean. I don't, I don't think it never happens. I just think that the, it's a minor. I think it's just a minor. I don't minor. know if it's minor or not. Anthony Cumi has said something that's really, he goes, he goes, calling all women liars is just as crazy as saying all women t- say, say the truth. Right. Yeah, it's, that's true. You're going to have a certain percentage of human beings that are deceptive. Which is why I say 97% of women are liars. <laughs> ah, no, I think it's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't even want to speculate about what the stats are. The problem is if you're a person who didn't do anything to someone and then they're accusing you of doing something to them and then it ruins your life. That's devastating, yeah. and that happens. The so I've been having this conversation. I posted it, and I put on Twitter, "Hey, if I'm wrong, if this is wrong, yell at me here. Okay. Go ahead." And I was surprised by how few people yelled. No one really got mad because when you see what the recommendations were, people believe in due process and the rule of law. They should, and and they people know that mob mentalities are not good and they're not American. I mean, they're not the spirit of America. They're, right. they're, they are pretty American actually, but like the, they're not the letter of America. Um, and it was kind of baffling that Obama and the administration. So what's happening is, so guys are getting kicked out of school. They're getting, you know what these, they're, they're, the colleges are following the guidelines and, uh, Due process is thrown away. Mm-hmm. Guys get, you know, thrown out of school. Da, 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 da. And then they sue the school. And guess what? A lot of them are winning. Yeah, of because course. it's unconstitutional what the school did. So it's this weird thing of, uh, it's such a fucking sticky situation. Because I was talk because the, after I posted, a few female friends of mine texted or called me, and one of them said uh, that she was at NYU. And was having sex with a guy. He tried to uh, put in her ass. She was like, no. She said no. He said, can I? She said no. Um, And he did anyway. She just froze and was like stunned, frozen, silent. He finishes. No alcohol. No. It's And it just becomes he said, she said. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? What should we do in a society 
about a situation like that. And I truly don't know. I truly am like, I have no fucking idea. Mm. Well, if she said no and he did it anyway, that's a real fucking problem. Yes, that's exactly. Rape. That's rape. Yeah. That's rape. But, yeah, but what? But also then it just becomes what? It's a he said, she said thing. Right. There's no evidence well, we need better that she lie said detectors. no. We, you know what I mean? Like we need real lie detectors. I mean, that's really... The, the, in situations like this where it's one person's word against the other and the yeah, the result's critical, you got to... I don't know if that's really possible, though. I mean, I don't know of anything that exists or any technology that's on the pipeline. That no, c- there isn't. So a friend of mine jokingly said that, that uh, all guys... And women need to wear body cams, like cops. <laughs> like cops. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of where it is God. because they're again. It is one of these like shit. I don't because it might you, be. You kind of think like, oh yeah, no, it's probably it's always pretty cut and dry. Da, da, da. Uh, and then you hear a thing like that, and you're like, you know what? I don't know what to. But then no one's gonna. Should fuck that you. guy get? I'm not gonna even, be on camera, right? Uh, the <coughs> now we're into. Like because I go, oh, guys shouldn't get kicked out of school. There should be due process. Of course, there of should course. be due process. Then I hear a story like that, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, I don't know. I don't. Maybe yeah. that guy shouldn't be able to go to school. I don't know. I truly, I don't know." So he lied, and he said that didn't happen. He didn't. She didn't press charges or anything. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Which, by the way, is super common. So when you take into yes. account rape, the number of rapes that get reported. Versus the number of rapes that don't get reported. It's like, it's a drop in the bucket. And yeah. and when, when guys go, well, why don't girls report it? Dude, you don't like going to jury duty. That, and that's a week. You want it, You think a girl wants to talk about her fucking vagina for a year and a half? Not just that. The stigma of yes. running around knowing that everybody knows you were raped. Like yes. having that feeling where yes. people are judging you or staring at yes. you or talking about you for nothing that you did. No, nothing. It's that, like, it's like yeah. literally... As these things happen, uh, because you read these, the, a lot of the times the, the, it feels like the choice for women is, as it's happening, it's like, fuck, I have to make my life about this now. <sighs> my whole life has to be about this for at least a year and a half. Cops, lawyers, fucking uh, uh, court yeah. dates, all just like a nightmare. For a one fucking evening. nightmare. Yeah. That you likely did nothing wrong. Right. You just, and now it's like getting... It's like getting in a in a horrible car accident or something. Um, and, yeah. And again, I I don't know what the solution is because as a comic, my first and being contrarian, I go like, well, what did you? What did they do? What did they do? All the all the things, and it's like, no, uh, most of these things are uh, wrong place at the wrong time with a piece of shit. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Due process is significant, though. It's gigantic. I know. You have know. to have it. I Look know. Look at what happened with the UVA case in Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. They printed this stupid fucking lie, this crazy story that d- really becomes a problem because there's real rape going on all the time on campuses. That's happening for real. I don't believe real. that that girl wasn't raped. The UVA story? Yeah. I believe that she was raped. I don't think... Uh, it was the 15, like the way something happened. Something you, are you bad. sure? Why what do you, do you mean? Why do you think that? Because I think they proved I think that she it was, wasn't even there. 
and that she was never in oh, that Oh, there was fraternity. no Roger or any of that shit? Maybe no, I'm, the maybe people I, were all okay. fake. Then I maybe didn't read no, it up, the, the, read the, any follow-up. I enough. think that signif- there's, there's so much evidence pointing to the fact that it was all made up yeah. that there's very little possibility that something actually happened to her. Yeah. I think they've completely dismissed that. I yeah. think they think it was just a girl who just made some crazy shit up versus the mattress girl thing. The mattress mm-hmm. girl one was a weird one because she definitely had sex with that guy and she definitely wanted to have sex with that guy because she was messaging him about sex mm-hmm. and about, you know, I think she said something about bring condoms and you're going to put it in my butt and like, yeah. just a bunch of crazy shit. Like yeah. it was sex talk back and forth. Yeah. And then she just decided this is an amazing way to be a martyr and to be a victim and to bring that fucking mattress everywhere, including at her commencement speech. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's a different sort of case. And that kid is now suing. That yeah. kid is now suing that university and I hope he wins. Yeah, I again, I hope he wins and because I think due process is as important. It's literally a tie for first. Yeah. Between uh protecting women and protecting the constitution. Um but uh, yeah, I, I don't even the, the the thing that bothers me about even talking about UVA or Columbia is it makes the story about lying women. Right. Which is just fucking not right. the, they're the outliers. Yes, they're, they're the outliers uh, by yeah. an extreme because right. they're the outliers. But they must the people be taken into forward. consideration when you, you can't Absolutely. just completely ignore them in the equation. Yes. Right? Well, that's the, why you need due process. Yeah, that is exactly why you need. To, and, you know, we also have to stop thinking out of it as like men and women. It's human beings. Yeah. Human beings involved in these situations and we have to treat them like equals. Do you know the story about Occidental, Occidental College in L.A.? Uh, which story? Boy and girl get drunk text each other back and forth i'm coming over do you have condoms yeah come on over she comes over or they they have sex with each other um and then her friends convince her that because she was drunk she could not consent mm-hmm. and that it's rape you know remember mm-hmm. that was a big thing for mm-hmm. a while that you mm-hmm. if you're not drunk you can't consent mm-hmm. that was like for a year or two they tried to push that until they realized oh my god that makes everyone a rapist so yeah. they kick- i mean i having said that i think that the part that alcohol plays in this shit giant is so fucking massive and nobody ever brings it up. It's giant. Yeah. If if alcohol was complicit in all the things that people did while drunk the same way the prescription out of drugs, business. yeah, they'd be out of business. Out of business. So this guy and this gal have some sex and it's consensual, 100%. But after the fact, her friends tell her you couldn't consent because you were drunk. Yeah. So even though he was drunk too. Uh-huh. So um you know, people get told, authorities get involved. He gets kicked out of, cool, out of school. She does not. They, yeah. just, they, they don't call it rape. They don't press charges. He didn't do anything actually wrong, you know, in terms of the letter of the law, since they're both intoxicated and willing and consensual. But they kick him out of college. And so he's like, well, what the fuck, man? She's drunk, too, so I got raped as well. Do you understand that? Yeah. It can't just be the man that yeah. is doing the raping if you're both intoxicated. Yeah. How the fuck am I supposed to be able to consent? So the idea is that this is as much of a male versus female thing. I had a conversation with a female friend of mine recently, and the conclusion, one of the conclusions was, men don't see women as humans. <laughs> Whoa. Meaning, they're, well, they're, they're like... Less. They're other. Yes, they're, it's other. Yeah. It's other. It's like you're not, I'm not saying you're not a human, but you're not a man. I, you know what I mean? Like there's something of like the way men treat women is not equal. 
It's right. just it's other. It's like you're in this other category. Well, they don't understand them that much because they're not yeah. one of them. Yep. And uh, if they don't have a good relationship with their mother, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Especially if they were raised by their dad alone. Mm-hmm. Those guys are the sketchiest guys of all. Yeah. I'm generalizing. Honestly. I can't even think of one guy like that. But yeah, <laughs> meaning I don't think I know any guys like that. But yeah, um, I know a guy like that. Uh, and sometimes even guys that were only raised by their mom are sketchy if their mom hates women. But the the whole thing is, I mean, look, it's just real hard when you start doing this men and women thing, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're prone to generalizations. There's no getting away from it. But men want sex from women, so they're pursuing women. And do you, have, you, do you know any men that, are, that you're friends with that you see over time that become more and more bitter towards women mm-hmm. because they begin rejected over yeah. and over? And they associate women with bad feelings. Yes. They associate women with negativity. I think men look at women like, like they're trying to score on a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, dude, it's first base, second base, yeah. third base. It's literally like built into the language yeah. of how we – it is a thing that guys – Conquer, so it ends up being. Uh, I I likened it in the past to like Saudi Arabia, we're like fucking towel heads, but because they yeah. won't give us the fucking oil, right? Like no, it's they're they don't like you, <laughs> they don't want to give you like they don't they, but that doesn't mean that they're shitty any more than it means you're shitty if you don't want this fucking kombucha. Like you just don't your body doesn't want it. Doesn't mean that your her body doesn't want you. Like there's, but it makes guys, it hurts their feelings and it makes them crazy. And it also deals with these evolutionary mechanisms that are designed to make sure that we breed. You know, it becomes like a significant issue for you. You want to figure out how do I get this gal to like me to the point where she wants to have sex with me? Oh, I got to buy the right cars. I got to wear the right watch. I got to do this and do that and say the right things and be a gentleman and hold open doors and all these things that we do. Like, well, why do men hold open doors? Well, to be a gentleman. No, to, to show that they're a preferential mate. That's what they're doing. They're trying to con you into taking that dick. Yes. That it's ghost speaks to your bit about invention. Uh, The thing that, uh, that uh, your invention thing now is that the reason the thing of like why women haven't invented shit yeah is because they don't have to they well, don't fucking that. have to it's also the way their mind works you know the hunter-gatherer yes. mindset it's very yes. very different with the females in the tribe versus the males and we're stealing still dealing with the echoes of all that by shit. the way for people that are uh, uh shallow we're talking about misogyny right yes. now yes. just so you know yeah we're talking in theory about misogyny. These are not views that either of us hold. But, uh, yeah. but, um, in fact, the opposite. I mean, I, and I have all daughters, you know, I'm used mm-hmm. to being around little girls. I, I know, I know about women more now. I understand them than I ever did. And how would you, how would you, would, how different would your behavior have been 20 years ago if you had what you, the wisdom you have now? From it would be daughters? way different. It would be way different. I just would, maybe my behavior, I never did anything horrible. Um, Like, my record is clean. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about assault. think about assault. Yeah. But what I am, what I am more aware of now is the inner workings of, like, Mm -hmm. a female from child to adulthood. I understand that they're just so... there's a different evolutionary path for their sex, for their gender. There's a whole thing going on that they want to 
protect the nest. They want to find a man. Like, there's a lot of guys that look at a girl who wants a successful guy. Like, oh, she's fucking shallow. She just wants a bunch of shit. She wants someone to pay for everything. Like, there is a evolutionary path where the woman is looking for a man who shows that he is capable of taking care of things while she is held up being pregnant and taking care of the young. It is a natural instinct. It is undeniable. Mm -hmm. And there are some women that are super strong and super motivated, and they don't have that instinct. Their instinct is to just have a kid, give it to a nanny, get back to work as quick mm -hmm. as possible. And you know what? But I'll tell you what. I bet their husband's tall. You know what I mean? There's still Maybe. those things of like the evolutionary shit that, that you can't get rid of. Your body yeah. wants to fuck a tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. For the same, for protection, all that shit. For all that shit. Money, yeah. height, strength. Provisions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the ability to overcome significant situations. Like whenever there's a, a, like a guy that falls apart under stress is one of the most unattractive things to women ever. Because oh the yeah, there was a the study fan. where like that. I think Whitney and I have talked about uh, where guys, women don't like when guys cry in front of them. Oh, they God. say they want an emotional guy. What they mean is, I want you to listen to my emotions. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to be emotional. I need you to be a fucking marine. Yeah, and uh, if you're gonna be emotional and cry about things, it better be like a brave display of emotion. Yes, my one of your fallen brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or somebody's, you know, like a baseball player's retiring, something, some physical, yes. some yeah. physical thing yeah. about the passage of time and brotherhood. That's yeah. it. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, that's maybe like your daughter's the, birthday party and you're so happy. Yeah, yeah that's, maybe the, that's the uh, portfolio. Yeah, um, but the ability to respond to pressure is a giant one. The ability to provide is a giant one. Physical features, mm -hmm. like having strong features, having strong genetics. Mm -hmm. you, the, the woman has to know, like genetically, has to feel like she's being protected. And then there's some women that don't like that at all. There's some women that like bitch men. Mm -hmm. And we, we know those women. And they, they, they're the really domineering, powerful women. And they have these men that are like quiet and they're, they're sort Retiring, of submissive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's okay too. But the, these, these patterns that exist, they exist because for the longest time, I mean, look, it's a weird situation where a woman has to be pregnant for nine months. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. Imagine... Picking a man, imagine if you're, you're a man and you're picking a woman and you have to decide when you're meeting this woman, is this chick going to be able to keep it together with me while I'm held up, literally held up for a year, like a whole year. For one year, I'm going to be stuck in this situation. And then from then, the next 18 years, I'm going to be responsible for the infant that comes out of this union. Mm -hmm. Like that's so, that's so different than our thought process. It's so different. The consequences well, are so men much different. Want, men only think about, to me, men want sex. They don't think about, they literally, and then it's just, and then it's just black. Sure. It's like sex and then just like black into the yeah. distance. Infinite blackness. Whereas women do think, which is why it's a, it's a more intricate decision having sex with somebody. Yeah. Because it is like the long term Shit, whereas we just, like, we just want, I didn't, what, wait, when he, the baby comes out of this? Yeah. I'm not even. That's the one I'm looking for. Since when? Just looking to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some women look, are looking for sex, too, but they also, a good percentage of them at least, are looking to be a mom. I mean, mm -hmm. It's just something that they want. It's a lot of, there's a reason why there's 7 billion people. It's not because being a mom is so completely unattractive. They want to do it. We, I want to talk about some of the stuff, uh, 
with the sexual harassment stuff is the stuff that people are not is like the alcohol thing. Right. Like I've never thought drinking around your coworkers was smart. No. Ever, like literally I'm like why the fuck would you want I rap parties I try to get out of as soon as possible. Yeah. I'll say for like a beer. And then and I don't even understand the why a company would have it. Why would like I mean I they're guess it's thinking. good for morale? Yeah, they're not thinking uh in terms of the you know, potential hazards. Yeah. Just thinking, oh, it'd be fun, fun way for everybody to cut loose. A buddy of mine's producer of a show, and he and he basically a couple of weeks ago was like, "We need to have rules yeah. for engagement." So he's made it so like there are going to be no meetings where there's only two people. Wow, shit! Like where it's like, no, 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 no. Everyone, you and a dude. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you, there cannot be. Um, I think two dudes can meet. What about Kevin Spacey? Two, uh, yeah, again. That's just trying to come. No, he's I know. Definitely again, not which to make is babies. why he was like, we're it, three people. Well, he's the perfect example because, like, he's just trying to come. Yeah, no, a girl he's definitely text, not trying a girl to make DM'd babies. me the other day talking about how Kevin Spacey harassed her. Really? Yep. Yes. He's trying to fuck women too? Yep. He just wanted the, he liked the power. He liked the action, it seems like. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you ever see his brother? No. Oh, man. It's a trip. His brother dresses like a combination of Ringo Starr and Elton John and just is a completely out there guy and just talks about the horrors of Kevin growing up with his insanely abusive dad. And it was Kevin's dad, too? Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Just I've, I've never even shit, heard of the guy. Rape and just awful things. Just awful, awful abuse. Well, yeah, that was like This the is his brother. Wow. Yeah, his brother dresses like that all the time, like a Rod Stewart. His brother's Ron Wood. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's his brother. And it's just, they just got fucking abused when they were children. Just fucking abuse. Some yeah, like, monster created them. Yeah, that's what, uh, what's his name? Morgan Spurlock yesterday. Talking about, did you see his thing? I heard about it. I heard about it this morning. You should read it because it's like pretty like, he he owns up to stuff, which I get that impulse because I, I don't have any big stains on my record, but I'm like, well, he had a, a attempt. Well, he had someone accuse him of rape in college. Yes, and he yeah. also settled with the girl he worked with because he called sexual her sex pants or hot pants uh, That's in front it? of everybody. Yeah, and then, she, but he was like, I basically would just he did it like sex pants, uh, like across in front of everyone. Uh, and yeah. uh, so when she was quitting, she basically said like, "I'm going to tell people." Right. Do you call and, me sex pants? Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. But you can in, do the, that to you. in the confession, everybody sort of puts their excuse in the confession, or a lot of people do. Right. Um, it's like the it's the it's kind of like the I have daughters thing. Right. Right. As, as, a, as father a father of daughters. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, in that case. Well, now I understand. Yeah. How you're uh, upset but about he put Harvey. in that he was abused and that he's an alcoholic. Right. And all this stuff that was like ah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, maybe that's a different statement. Right. It's no one will just go like, I fucked up. Right. People hate admitting that they were wrong. Like yeah. just going like, I'm a hundred. When pe- Even in these in these uh, apologies goes, for the people I may have damaged. There's no may 
Right. You did it. It right. happened. Right. Like the the there's no I don't know if they do it for legal reasons, mm. but a lot of the time it's like I for any anguish I may have caused, what do you that puts it on them. Right. Where it's like, you no, know, you did it. Depending on what the action is, right? So like if he's talking about the rape in college, you know, you read the story, what how the way he wrote it, it's like okay, you kinda did it when she said, don't do it. That's what it seems like. And then she started crying. I don't... The way he told it... Yeah, it's not, not that's very not, specific. It's like it... Again, this is like goes to that rules. The, the rules... I've been doing this joke on stage, which is... Um, I have a nightclub routine that I do, Joe. Whoa. Um, you usually got to come see it. Do you... 10-15 um, uh, tonight. I would oh. love for you to come. Oh my God. In fact, would you like to introduce me? Oh, my God. Um, I do... Uh, uh, but I do, sex is the most consequential thing we can do with our bodies, yet we can't talk about it right. beforehand. So we just have to go like, meh. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? If I'm wrong, right. I'm going to jail? Sweet. <laughs> like, it's this, yeah. th- this huge thing, uh-huh. but we can't talk about it. But it wasn't a huge thing in terms of, like the communication aspect of it until recently. I mean, in the 1970s and 1980s, think but, people did a lot of talking before they fucked? No, and, but I also think that there were women didn't have as many rights. Mm. I think now that women are like, wait a minute. Right, but women want sex too, right? Agreed, so if a man and women, women look at want... each other and they start making out, next thing you know, they're grabbing dicks. Yes, and... I'm of the mind, though, that uh, where women... Uh, it's in 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 my understanding of women's nature that they want mystery and they want spontaneity as part of the package of sex. That's that's what literally turns them on. Um, mystery, mystery, like mystery. A mask, like a cape. Uh, you got one. You got yeah, one. I should get a cape. Remember a tells old joke that women love mystery, which is why whenever my girlfriend leaves the room, I take a shit in one of her shoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patel literally has a great one-liner for every occasion. <laughs> for everything. He's so um, funny. Uh, but um, the... Uh, so it's built in to want mystery, so you can't... You, we literally can't talk about it beforehand. You ever try to talk... You ever go... You can't say, hey, I'd like to go have sex now. You have to go like, let's go look at my stamps or whatever. The, you know what I mean? <laughs> whatever euphemistic thing you <laughs> Hey, come up and look at my mattress. My, uh, I got an egg cart. Whatever. You're fucking, whatever your, your ruse to get her up there. Because you can't say you want to have sex because it's like about shame. Part of it's, the, a lot of it's the mystery thing. But then there's also like women can't openly go like, yes, I would like that also. Yeah, but after you date them for a while, you can. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, like um, once you've done it a couple of times. Yeah, I think it's longer. I would do this. Yes, I think it takes longer than than a few times. Really? To get, to get there. Maybe that's you, bro. Maybe that's me. That's on me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. I've always been weak, bro. You know me. I, I ain't nothing but a bitch, bro. I wonder, man. I wonder how we're gonna get past this culturally. I know? don't, and that's so. So what I've been talking to people about is like, so. There needs to be rules of engagement. And right. like, wh- I think guys would be fine with scheduling it. The thing about the consent, because there was a thing in that article about ev- that thing that they used to have like at Antioch College like 20 years ago where it was like, I want to touch your breast now. Yeah. I would like to. <sighs> I know. I know. Yeah. But I believe uh, guys would f- be fine with that. I really do. Cause I don't. I think guys are like, wait, I'm gonna get to touch a boob at twelve oh six. 
great. Yeah, yeah but that whole, the- like, can I touch your breast now? Yes. Can I take your pants off? Not yet. Okay. And then you go back to making out. Can I take your pants off now? Okay. Like, yeah. you ever see that video? Yeah. Yeah, it's preposterous. Yes, it's but like, first of all, what other this answer poor is guy, this poor guy, the, the guy in the video, they make it like the lowest test guy of, uh-huh. available, who just like this uh, weird beta male. The, the whole thing is just so strange. I know. Like, what are you trying the, to but, do? But just if you look at this, you know, scientifically, what's the answer? Got to get to know people better before you fuck them. That's a big one. Like the the courtship, like period, should be longer. I agree. I mean, I people get horny. I've been implemented that in my own life, where I'm like, I don't, because I don't, because I know once I sleep with somebody, I'll feel guilty, and if I don't want to see them again, and they'll be mad. Yeah, that's so. A weird I just one, try right? to part. I just try to uh, put it off for as long as I possibly can, yeah. and then decide: Do I even want? Because a lot of times. I've had like friends and I have talked about where you sleep with somebody because you can't think of an excuse not to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, ah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess I right. go back to your place. Let's and do then it. you don't even. You know you don't want to see him again. Oh, that's the worst. You know you don't want to see him again, but they're like going for it. You're like, okay, I guess. The problem is once you're engaged, once you're locked and loaded. And you're yes. there, and you're like, should probably take this to the end. Yeah, I'd yeah. be a fool. I'd be a It'd fool be not disrespectful. to stare a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> what, yeah. what the fuck does that even mean? A gift horse? Is he like looking at a horse's teeth? Is that the idea behind that? Like to make sure it's not too old? Yeah. What that, a weird expression. Stare a gift horse in the mouth. Yes. Like how is that one still around? Uh, <laughs> Who the fuck is looking at horses? Yeah, there are, there, well, there's a lot of sayings from horse times. Yeah, that's, um, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, but so there is a thing of like, just wait. Yeah. But again, that that's where male nature comes in. Right. Male nature doesn't like waiting. Male no. nature does not like waiting. Male nature does not like patience. Male nature also is, uh, testosterone itself begets risky behavior. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it, some of it ends up in crime. Some of it ends up in fucking... In, you know, electricity or <laughs> the Wright brothers. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like just harnessing it for the right thing. You know, yeah. it's like the, because that, uh, like the, the male character is, it is a lot of it is, some of the shit is toxic. Well, testosterone in a lot of ways is power. And with power comes responsibility. I mean, but I say that, I don't mean it's power like that estrogen isn't power. I mean, there's fuel to testosterone. When you have testosterone, what it's doing is it's providing you a certain amount of ambition, a certain amount of desire, Mm -hmm. a certain amount of lust, and that sort of, that's the mechanism that a lot of men use to get things going in their life. And some guys don't. You know, I know a lot of men who are like aggressive testosterone males who are just chasing pussy and not doing anything with their life. Yeah. And they've they've become addicted to that and it's become a major distraction and usually their career suffers. Yeah. Yeah. Usually those um, guys, their their career is in a shitter. I think we may be thinking of the same person. Probably. Uh, <laughs> um, we know a lot of guys like that. Yeah. You know? Um the, I was talking to my friend Michelle Wolf who's got an HBO special that's really good. And uh but, is that the nice ladies? Yeah. Her things? I heard, um, heard that's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, she was, I was, we talk about this shit constantly. And I was like, 
men want power, right? Men want to dominate. Like, that's our thing. Like, I'm going to expand the, I got to, you know, it's like, that's capitalism. That's, uh, in, uh, that's, uh, empire. That's everything. Yeah. It's just expand, 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 power, 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 power. And it's like, men want, it's the Scarface thing. First you get yeah. the, the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. And I was like, what do, do women want power? And she's like, no, they don't really, women want control. If that makes sense. Like, they don't want empire. They want you to, they want to be able to depend on you. Right. For, I I think fear is fine. Depending on you is, an, again, as we're going back to those natural instincts. Yeah. That a mother needs the father yeah. to be the one who's going to watch over her and provide. Yeah. That's, and that sounds sexist, right? People don't like that. Well, the woman doesn't need a man to provide anymore. I understand that. You're right. You don't. For the most part, I'm not saying that women aren't equal to men in terms of their ability to do things. But what I am saying is there's certain inherent instincts that we have that are left over, you know, yeah. and there's also like a lot of weird shit, right? Like with this domination and submission, th submissive thing that men and women have, there's also rape fantasies. Mm -hmm. There's also weird S&M shit. There's a lot yeah. of weird stuff that people have. Yes. That's just built into the, yeah. into the, into the operating system. Right. And your operating system is probably going to be different than Jamie's and different than mine. And yep. there's massive variables and to try to find them, you know, like I date, I used to date a girl and she used to want me to just choke her all the time. She would grab my hand and I put it on her neck. I would think more girls, because of your size, would want that. I, whenever I see a, a girl, like you never see like a tiny girl with like just a monster of a dude. Yeah. And she I always want to say to the women, like, oh, you like getting fucking railed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, you fucking like to get, you like to uh, almost get murdered every time, huh? That's your thing. Some girls like that. Yeah, I would, weird. but again, yeah, like there's a ton of girls that like that. Yeah. As, and, they, and again, and, and I think we've talked about this before, it's because girls never really saw porn before 1998, 99. Mm. So now they they're seeing they the it. full, like, all the options, and they're going, yeah. oh, that, yeah, choking's fun. Oh, that's what I want. I want someone to spit oh, in my choking? mouth. Yeah. Okay. Grab my fucking hair. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise they learn about that stuff while they're doing it. Like a guy spanks him, and they're like, yeah, yeah spank like, oh, me again. But no. Oh, wait, I mean, wait, girl. remember when you spanked me? <laughs> well, I want you to spank me because I want you to spank me. I don't want you to spank me because you, you want to spank me. Yes. This yeah. isn't, and it's like, okay, Big wait. difference. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay i dated a girl once who told me she wanted me to rape her and i said okay but if you want me to rape you then it's not raping you <laughs> and she goes and she was like she was like Let's halfway the joking around up. she was like halfway joking around but she had some weird shit like she wanted me to grab the back of her head mm -hmm. and force it on my dick like she liked yeah. that she got off on that and I go, yeah but the only way that i can do that is if i know that you want me to do that like I can't, like I can't rape I you. I can do it, but yeah. it's not. I'm not like. That's whenever girls want rough shit. I'm like, yeah, I I can I like I can get there. Right, but here's the thing, like. The, the saying you want someone to rape the problem with the rape thing is like if we just go through this Are you gonna fight back? Are you gonna say no? Yeah, if I keep going that's still rape Yeah, like, even though you said you wanted me to rape yeah. you if you say no and keep going and ultimately It just wound up staying the way it was like we never went into fully into the rape fantasy because I was like I was super perturbed by it. I was like this could go terrible. Yeah, like you can't just Yeah, and also I don't want ever to get sexually aroused by that. I don't want to be connected. 
Yeah, because I think that like I stayed a girl and she used to like to rub her feet on my deck and for a while I had like this foot fetish thing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like I had it for years. But it's she started it. Yeah. Well, she was into it. Yeah. Yeah. She'd like suck on my toes and shit. She was a freak. But she but that thing became like a sexually arousing thing to me. I'd look at girls feet and I would get excited by them for years. Yeah. If you had a girl who wanted you to smack her around, yeah, you know, and I have a friend who likes that, like he's into that, and he yep. dates girls that are into that, and he's like, you know, like probably send on their him pictures, own, their own website, their they'll own send app. him pictures of like bruises that he left on them. I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. dude! And he's like, Yeah, if it goes ugly, it's gonna go real ugly for me. <laughs> yeah, because it's consensual, but. What proof does he have that this no, is consensual? I, yes. Yeah, I don't want to get sexually attracted to that. I don't want to. I don't want that to be like the foot fetish thing, where you become that. Like that's your thing. Like I'm really into smacking girls around, and holding them down. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you gotta like that's what you need. Then you'd have to go to Craigslist. You'd have to like you got go no full on. Yeah, you you have to. You have to like say, look, this is what I'm yeah. looking for. Very specifically, is this cool with you? I come to you with a heavy heart. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Craig, <laughs> but then the problem with that is like, you know, how, well, how do you know that the woman wants that every time? You know, they, there's going to be times. I know that's which is what I'm saying yeah. about like if I'm guess wrong, I'm going to jail. Which is where you need. That's where consent comes in. Yeah, yeah. That's literally. where like consent. And I, again, because women are physically weaker in general than men in in when sex, it has to be them pitching it. Yes. In a way. Like, because yeah. otherwise, especially if it's physical. Yeah. A, a buddy of mine who's huge, physically huge, a girl said, uh, choke me. And he was like, I'll fucking. So he just went like. What is it? Elbow? Just he like, wanted, she like wanted an elbow li- choke? She, he wa- she wanted like a fucking real, like real. Yeah. And he was like, I'll kill you. And so he literally was so scared that he just kind of like put his forearm up. Against <laughs> it's um, call her ex-boyfriend as soon as he was done. It's also crazy <laughs> how fine. Get your choke game. Uh, yeah, it's also crazy how <laughs> the le- without yeah, like the the how hard they want you to choke him. Yeah, yeah. Like where it's like, oh, you really yeah. want? I don't know. I don't want to. It literally just feels like hang me off the roof. <laughs> hey. Hang me, yeah. <laughs> hang me off the roof, and then I wonder what that is too. Like, why does that feel good? Uh, you, well, it speaks yeah. to evolution. Yeah, it consensual sex just started about three thousand years ago. If that, yeah, I'm being generous. Yeah, three thousand years ago was probably an option. Yeah, like you uh, get asked, you don't wanna? You yeah, ask, you yeah, just out of respect to yeah. your brothers. Yeah, I mean, shit. Like, it's it's just it's a part of like animals yeah consensual sex is like that thing of like the universe is this old and earth is uh, life on earth is that old mm-hmm. yeah it's a non-consensual hair. sex is this long and consensual sex is a fucking tiny yeah. sliver i think the good about all of this stuff all this me too stuff and is that it's going to force human beings to reevaluate their behavior and that is what moves evolution culturally. that's correct yeah. cultural evolution is moving yeah, and also I'm fucking, as a guy who roots for the underdog, fucking, and justice, fucking, yeah. I'm fucking so happy for women. Yeah. So happy for women. I think we need, in, I think we need laws, like unbelievably brutal laws when it comes to pills that people drop in drinks. 
when it comes to like the Cosby thing. I heard another story the other night about that, and I, 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 I just that freaks me out. That's the one that freaks me out. I think the most because I feel like that's like straight sociopath shit. Like yeah, you, you you want this from some person, and you just feel free to bloop, drop yeah. something in their drink and sit back and wait and watch and watch yeah. it kick in. I had a girl accuse me of doing that to her. Whoa, terrifying! In Vegas, um, a height of Chappelle show, like literally to the almost to the week. And uh, maybe a month after the Fear Factor sketch, Joe, thanks again. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so meet a girl in Vegas, she, long story short, we mutual friends, we meet for a drink at a bar on at the Hard Rock Cafe, or Hard Rock Hotel. And uh, I get there, she's drinking a mixed drink, and, um, and uh, a buddy of mine, our mutual friend, is like, hey, I'm having a party in my room, you guys want to come? And... Um, and we're like, yeah, cool. We'll come up. We have a beer, me and her, and then we go up to my buddy's room. Uh, we're on our way to my buddy's room. Uh, she is like, I don't. We're walking across the casino. She's like, I don't feel good. Like I don't feel like a hundred percent. And uh, and I was like, why don't? Okay, I was like, sit down. Like sit down at like a slot machine. And uh, and I was like, I'll go get us drinks. And she's like, Will you get me a beer? I was like, No, I'll get you a water. Like I'm not fucking. So I come back with two waters and she's like, yeah, I just feel like way more fucked up than I should be. Like, I feel like, I feel like somebody put something in my drink and I was like, not thinking the double entendre of this. I go, do you want to go back to your room? And she looks at me and goes, I think you put something in my drink and runs. And I chased her for like 10 feet and I was like, I can't chase a girl like I can't, I can't chase this girl. So, whoa, how well did you know her? Not well at all. I met her on a oh Tuesday and this god. was a Friday. Oh my god. Um, so for three hours, I was like, am I, maybe I'm going to jail. Like, I, I didn't know, like, I right. didn't do anything, but I couldn't prove I didn't do anything. Like, I couldn't. Almost it would be a move at that point to call the police. And mm -hmm. say, someone just accused me of putting something in their drink. I absolutely didn't. Um, right. Could you please do a toxicology exam on her? She might just be drunk and crazy. Yeah. yeah. Looking you back, wanna... thinking back now, I realize it was at a casino, so there's cameras everywhere. Right. Um, but, but could the cameras have recorded camera, Yeah, your... the cameras have picked up me fucking dropping uh, a... Oh, right. Like, could, maybe they weren't high resolution enough. What year? In 2004. They probably were. Well, they're 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 there to like prevent stealing, right? Yeah. And then gambling tricks, so they must be able to see like your hands. They can zoom in, I yeah. think. But how you know? How much? Whenever you see it, it's all kind of like kind of pixelated. But after three hours, she finally like called me and was like, "Hey, I know," because I called her. I was like, "Hey, just saying, I didn't poison you, right? And I don't think anyone would believe I put like I have no reason to, right." Poison, whatever. Well, you wouldn't do it anyway. Right. It's like, it's not you. Like, you didn't do it because you wouldn't do it. Of course. But I yeah. would have said the same thing about Bill Cosby. Would you have? Oh, did I ever tell you this story about Bill Cosby? No. So, <laughs> so I dated a girl uh, in like 05, 06, 07 uh, in New York. Beautiful girl, mixed, mixed race. Um, 
and like cool whatever great and um she used to talk about she some bill cosby came up one time she's like oh mr cosby what a sweet man and i was like what what <laughs> what do you t- what do you huh she's like oh yeah, yeah one time i was on the street crying and uh mr cosby walked up and was introduced himself and was like why are you crying and and uh and and you know and we struck up a friendship and I was like, he was trying to fuck you, just so you know. I was like, just so you know, he's trying to fuck you. She's like, no, he was not trying to fuck me. Like, and uh, and and like, what are you talking about? Like, no, he wasn't trying to fuck you. <laughs> Again, like, I'm an animal for suggesting it. Like, <laughs> you're so boorish. Why would you possibly think? Right. And it's like, cause I fucking met the guy, and he's not a good dude. Um, and uh, and. So she she defended him. He used to take me to plays, just all the wow. shit. I'm like, okay. He just had a long game. Yeah, man. And uh, so then all this Cosby shit comes out. And I text her. I go, so what do you think? What do you think of your boy? And she goes, uh, she said something like, I think, uh, it, like he absolutely did it. And I think his wife was in on it. Whoa. Which, again, I don't know what the, what she meant by that, but... So then I we're texting back and forth. And she goes, you know, one time I was supposed to meet him in Philadelphia, and he told me what to wear and how to wear my hair. Oh Jesus and, Christ! And she goes, and thankfully I got sick. She was gonna do it. She was gonna she, wear yeah, what he wanted. Was, yeah. Wow, that was the time. Yeah, and he built uh, it up. Yeah, and he uh, he was gonna take her to the ultimate musical. <laughs> Uh, and she, and thankfully she got sick and didn't go. And, and I was like, and the whole time went, it's like, yeah, that's the thing that one of the things with some of these stories is like, why would Bill Cosby want to be friends with some lady? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like what, just cause you're great looking. Yeah. Well, I think it's entirely possible that a guy could be friends with a beautiful Again, woman. Again, I don't... Even though he wants to fuck her, just keep it together and just be friends with her and, you know, find some interesting muse qualities. I don't think it's impossible, but I do think it's not very likely, likely in my experience yeah. with humanity. Right. No, it's uh, true. And also, why would a guy torture himself like that? Right. Why It's like when a guy has a hot nanny. Dummy. <laughs> Ugly nanny. Yeah. Fucking don't. Why do that to yourself? The hot nanny always winds up being a problem. Oh, fucking every time. the hot nanny knows she's hot, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she, though, Joe? The hot nanny. Um, No, she's just sweats. I'm just, I wear sweats all day. Let me pick that up for you. What are you talking about? You're such a good dad. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, like, just don't hire a hot nanny. Yeah, I would would give that advice as well. I wouldn't hire a hot assistant. That's good advice as well. The fun, I don't know if I ever told you this story. So, uh... So my, I hired an assistant for the sexy for the second season of Chappelle Show, right? And um, and uh, interviewed a bunch of people. And uh, this girl came in, super just like sharp, just like I could just tell she was sharp. Uh, and but she also happened to be good looking, and uh, so I hire, her. and Chappelle sees her and goes, "Word, she was the most qualified," and I was like, "Yeah." She was the most qualified. Now, <laughs> I was like, yeah, she was the most qualified. Believe me. Now, uh, and I was proven right because she has since gone on to produce Ghostbusters and The Heat and all these movies. 
and she just happens to be good looking. But it was one of these things I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking told you she was qualified. She's just good. She's what just were like, you talking about with that girl you'd met Cosby and he wasn't a nice guy? Oh, I met Cosby at uh, Arsenio one time because I'm a million years old. Um, <laughs> I went to our, I met a woman named Joy Dolce who used to be in the talent department at uh, Arsenio. And she was friends with Dave because Dave did Arsenio, whatever, whatever. So she would like just go, hey, come by the show today. This is like in when Arsenio was on the original, like in 94. So I went by one day and Cosby was the guest and he like and he could just like kind of fucking berated me about like he was talking about the history of slavery. And he's like and then the Dutch man came and he pointed at me. and I was like, I'm not Dutch. And he just like didn't back down. I was like, okay. But it was just that he was just a really condescending dude. And I was 19, so, you know, he right. had a right to be condescending. But not really. But I'll, whatever. Like, I, Bill Cosby is a brilliant fucking guy. And, uh, but I just, he's just not, uh, uh, I wouldn't, I, I mean, knowing what I know now, he's a real piece of garbage. But, but uh, but the my interaction with him at that time was not like wasn't pleasant, right? And just seeing how he talked to people is just like, oh, this guy's fucking not a good dude. Well, he definitely has an elitist sort of a thing yeah, going 100%. on, and I think that elitist sort of a thing is one of the ways that he was able to separate himself from his victims. That he's better than them. You know, he would behave in these weird ways when he do these shows. I've talked about it before, but. Um, uh, I talked to uh, these people that worked with him in a casino, and he would make the entire staff sit down and watch him eat. Yeah. So all the people that worked in the, the theater, all the people mm -hmm. that worked the aisles, they would have to come in the room and stand there while he ate. Yeah. <clears throat> then he had, he had a security guard tuck him into bed at night. So he climbs into bed, and the security guard tucks him in and then shuts the lights out and shuts I the door. I something similar to that. Yeah. Uh yeah. So he had this thing like I am He's different superior, than yeah. you. I'm yeah. superior. Yeah. I'm Bill Cosby. I'm Dr. Cosby. Yeah. Call me doctor. Yeah. I mean the Dr. Cosby thing used to yeah. drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. Chuck D from Public Enemy broke my fucking heart cuz on Twitter he was talking about like at when, when the accusation started, you know, this is all a smear campaign against Dr. Cosby and I'm like, oh, "Come on, man. Yeah. He's not a doctor." Yeah. He's not a real yeah. doctor. Don't say that. And they yeah. took that doctor away, too, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I get... Dave talked about it in his last special, that thing, like, the he rapes but he saves thing. Um, Bill Cosby's an important dude to black American culture and history. He's, well, just culture. He's in... He's in yeah, but... To, to to culture, yes, yes, but he's the first black dude to win an Emmy. He's the first black dude to do a lot of shit, right? And did did it the right way. I mean, he had an animated show too that people forgot about. Fat Albert that was a huge hit. Damn, and black people didn't forget about that shit. Yeah, like, well, it's hard to find now. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and like just a huge impact, and it was a real loss for black people. Like, so a guy like Chuck D, who was eminently respectable. Is like it, there's a mourning period, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, There's but like you a, gotta be careful when you pull the trigger on calling it a smear campaign. Oh, and, I totally agree. And it's entirely possible that your hero is a piece of shit. And yeah. the, and people can have both qualities. They can yes. be amazing at something and very important, but also be terrible. Yeah. That I, I have a I, I don't even know if I believe it, but I had the thought that like Cosby if the kink came before the talent, meaning I know I like poisoning people. Right. How do I put myself in a position to be able to plausibly poison women? <laughs> I gotta write some oh, good. Gosh. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I believe subconsciously that's how people work. I, I honestly believe that there's like in the unconscious that you go, I have this thing, because that's not a thing that you just develop, I don't think. I think that, and that's also not even a power, that's not even a power thing. That's some other so? shit. It is power, but it's like sociopathy. It's yes. not just like I. It's not like Harvey Weinstein is like uh, to me is like the casting couch run amok. You know what right. I mean? Like I want. Come on, fuck me. Right. Like come on, you're a hot actress. I I got power. Like I thought that's how it works. Yeah. Like I thought that's kind of the way the game was played. Uh, with Cosby. I mean, uh, having said that, a lot of Harvey shit was just straight rape. So, yeah. Um, but the fact that they were all actresses, I don't think is like a, a coincidence. Um, but with Cosby, it's like that probably existed when he was fifteen. I don't know. I think it's entirely. Uh, we I've been talking about this as well. That I think that there was a time when that was normal. I think it was a time where slipping a Mickey into someone's drink was something that a lot of men did. Yeah. I think it was it, it, we looked at things in a different way, just like we look at hitting women yeah. in a different way. Like you go watch those old movies; yeah. women got smacked all the time. Yeah. It was normal. Yeah, the the leading man, like yeah. Steve McQueen, would smack the shit out of women. Yeah, frankly, my dear, I don't give it to him. Yeah, try I mean, slapping a woman now in a movie. Try and, it and be be the hero. Yeah. I mean, it's again what we're talking about—massive cultural evolution and yeah. happening right. And before it also our eyes. was that thing of like, oh, women aren't people. Right. Eh. Eh, there was something else. It's a woman. Do you know the what the real term for a faggot is? What do you mean? Like the, 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 the real origin? Yeah. Yeah, what? It's a bundle of sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, a woman was thought to be a bundle of sticks. That uh, it was used for a woman. She's burdensome like a bundle of sticks. Yeah. Because it's difficult to carry around. Yeah. So a faggot as a man became a man who's like a woman, yeah. who's burdensome, like yes. a bundle of sticks. It was never anything about, what is this here? Here it goes, the archaic, yeah. Take a, take a picture. We don't have to, <laughs> unit of volume, yeah. So this uh, bundle of sticks thing was like how men thought of women. Like, oh, carry this bitch around, Jesus Christ. You know, bundle mm -hmm. of sticks is annoying to carry around. So. I got a question for you. What do you make of with now that we've got Louie, it's Cosby. I don't think they're even in the same category. No. But just for my own, for just for the sake of argument. Prior, okay. beat his wife, coke addict, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Um, do you think that there is a correlation between comedic excellence and uh, degenerate behavior? Yes. That, so do I. I yes. said that to the crowd the other night. I go, by the way, the ability, jerking off on your stomach and writing amazing jokes are roommates. Yeah. 
Like they're, it's like you. Can, I can't. It's like a. Hey, we need you guys to think irrationally about everything. Yeah. How about Kinnison? He's another one. Uh, yeah. Hicks. Yes. Another well, one. Hicks wasn't. Was Hicks, Hicks a Hicks dirtbag? Hicks is deviant. He was into, he was like, oh, addicted yeah, yeah, no, to yeah, yeah. pornography. Oh, well, I'm not, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like. Dirtbag. Like, like uh, not malevolent. Yeah, malevolent. I mean, yeah. I feel like. Hicks is probably more conscious. Yeah. So he didn't do anything to women, but. You know, like f friends who worked with him would say, "Like, hey, we're going out. You want to come out? No, I'm going to go back and jerk off." Like, yeah, just he was just into watching porn and beating off all the time. <laughs> That's what you know. It's funny. I was talking about because yeah, we both know Louis since you've known him since 1989, probably. I don't. I never knew. But him are very you well. around him? I I would see him like once a year, twice yeah. a year, somewhere, and say hi. Um, I know you way better than I know him. Yeah. Uh, the so. I remember when I moved to New York in 91 and was in the comedy club scene in 92, 93, 94 in New York, I was, I couldn't believe the amount of jerking off that was going on. <laughs> I just remember going like, why is everyone constantly talking about, like, what the fuck is, it's so, I remember like going to Louie's apartment for, to shoot uh, movies, like his shorts that he used to make, I would like PA on them. And, uh. And it always smelled gross. <laughs> like, uh, Jay Moore was constantly... Jay Moore, me and I were roommates for a bit. He jerked off on one of my socks. Like, just uh, like, what do you... Like, why is everyone jerking off all the time? Uh, just like, what is the... What the fuck is happening? That's rape. Yeah, no, you know what's funny is I was wondering, like... Today? Yeah. I yeah. was thinking about the thing, the Jay thing. Again, because I'm, I'm of the mind that, like... Again... Louis was more gross than than uh, malicious and disgust uh, malicious and criminal. I was gross. That what he did, I think, was just gross. It was gross it was... if he did it to a man. It takes on more ominous tones when he's doing it to women. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm not. I don't. But think it's not he's anything a crime, like right? No, it's, no, no, no. I don't think so. Um, I, don't, I think it's just sad. It's nothing like yeah. Cosby. It's just pathetic. It's weird. And, you know, I had some conversations with um, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, mm -hmm. and she was saying that men would say things to her when she first started out because she wasn't very good. You know, she just started out. Yeah. And these guys were, like, established guys, and they would treat her as if, like, you're below me and you're always going to be below me. Mm -hmm. And I can get away with saying whatever I want to you because mm -hmm. you're less than me. Yeah. And she goes, and I kind of feel like that's probably why he did that to those girls. Like, he was above them. Mm -hmm. They were below him. And it was not just, hey, I want to jerk off in front of you. It's like, you have to watch me jerk off because I'm above you. You know what's the thing you said earlier was relevant, which is getting hard, right? From that, how can you? Yeah, that's right. the thing that's like. But I, I, but then it's also like you don't pick your kinks and all that shit. Yeah, like, like it just falls thing. on you. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't pick that. Yeah, that's even a direct correlation. Most kinks are just like I don't know. I right. fucking like, yeah, uh, being hung off the roof or whatever. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hang my uh, but I, yeah, that's the thing of like the the getting hard thing, but also uh, yeah, fuck, I, the whole thing. It is sad. It's fucked up. But I th actually think he'll be he'll be in a year and a half. He'll be back. You think so? Stronger than ever. Yeah, because now he's got something to talk about. For yeah, yeah it's gonna be sure. it's gonna be a lot of dudes at the show. It's gonna be ninety percent dudes. But mm -hmm. I've asked the crowd. I've asked probably five or six different crowds. If Louie was doing the show after this, would you go? And 70% of the people applaud. Yeah. 
They would want to see what the fuck he has to say. Yeah. Yes. I think he should go on stage. The first words out of his mouth should be, well, I asked. I, there's, I, ask. I believe light should just come up and he's jerking off button it. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. <'Cause> That's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. And then just like lights down. And just like Yeah. I think what he did was freaky and weird, but I think Louis I don't think Louis's a monster. I don't, I don't know him very well, but I don't I don't think he's a bad person. He's always been friendly to me. He's not a bad person. No. Like I, I, I he's not. Like he's not a bad he's not he's also Again, I don't want to be like I, defending a sex criminal. If it's a power thing, he the more powerful he got, the less he did it. Yeah, that's the weird thing, right? It's like I think he realized that what he did was fucked up and like he had these crazy urges and he did it. And then as time went on, he stopped doing it. And he's like, I am a prisoner to some shit that I, I used know. to do. And if he had just got in front of it, I feel like if he had just, re A, if he had just talked about it. Yeah. In, in a he, Letterman talked about fucking his staff on the air yeah. and no one cared. Well, Letterman just went straight, you mean, 100% uh, confessional. Yeah, and which I said, think Louis could have done. I uh, think he just mishandled it. Liked having sex with the people that work with him. <laughs> and by the and way, I'm being blackmailed. I talked to Mulaney about this yesterday. He goes, have you watched it? He's getting laughs the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole time. The whole getting time. Big laughs. He was brilliant. Yeah. I miss him. But again, and the other thing, it's like the irony of like Netflix didn't pull his show. Yeah, but he was only having sex with people. But here's the thing: having sex with people back then. But that's that now an with, abuse of power, yes, though. That's now in, it is. That's that's consider. Again, we're talking about four years ago. That's what? crazy. You know what I mean? It feels well, what like what's changed. What's changed? Is it just everyone? I think the Harvey Weinstein thing was so fucking gross, and he's yeah. such a monster yeah. that everybody's like I think there's this ripple effect, and that this we're we're like way beyond normal reactions for things, like Matt Lauer. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm still trying to figure out what Matt Lauer did that got him fired. I um, think he had sex with someone on staff. Yeah, but, I think he had sex with someone on staff that probably felt like she couldn't stop. Mm. That's that would be the that would be the sort of rub. I don't know. You see, I don't I don't want to victim shame, right? You don't yeah. know you don't know what really happened. I don't know his version. I don't even know her version. I just know the third hand version. You know, like I read one that he had sex with some girl until she blacked out. I'm like, damn, Matt Lauer likes to fuck. Yeah, like he's throwing in his dick. office. These yeah. girls are. And then the other thing was that he had a button at his desk where he could lock the door. That Apparently to me that's is normal. yeah. That to me is less a, a rape trap than than it is just like a fucking. I don't want to have to get up and go. Yeah. My, like you, when you're the offices of Thirty Rock aren't that big, and uh, that. you're like you know. Yeah. It, it's probably I don't want to walk forty feet right every time I need to shut the door. Well, it's also he's writing. Right when you write, you don't want to be disturbed. You just like it's rather just let me just lock yeah. this fucking door, lock into this thing. I don't even think he was writing. I think it's just like a convenience thing. Maybe, um, but there was no. Um, the only abuse is that he was having sex with someone who was below him. Mm -hmm. Right? There wasn't like he, you know, he didn't chase him down like Harvey did, or you know, offer them a gig or. Another to... friend of mine said something interesting, which he said. Uh, until dating people you work with is illegal, this is never going to stop. Yeah, Whitney's got a great joke about that that she's doing right now. 
about working in an office, you know, because she works yeah. on Roseanne now. Yeah. It's uh, it's their world, you know. It's like yeah, when men and women are it's in becomes your entire together. ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, like, where else are you going to meet people? Right. And you're working all day. So yes. it's most of your day. Most of your life is with these people. It, also, in the same way that they serve, like, lunch at these places now, where they have, like, we play foosball and all that shit at Google. Like, we have slides and ball pits. It's like, you can fuck people here. Like, <laughs> that's one of our things. Right. That's one of our incentives. We're all allowed to, they'll do, they want to keep people on campus. But as soon as you stop, you make that illegal. So if you if you decide like okay, the our rules are you cannot have sex with anybody you work with, like then you want to fuck everybody you work with. Then it's Joe, <laughs> right? Yes, but you can't do it. Okay, Again, this speaks to the but drinking thing. But why can't you if you, you? But sometimes it does work. Like if a man and a woman are working together, like didn't Jimmy Kimmel like marry like one of his head writers or something like that? Yeah, he did. I, again, is he a monster? Now? I know. How, no, how does that work? Trust. She's I, I, is I've she below him? That, yes, she was. That's what it doesn't. <gasps> He's a criminal. I know. I know. That's Can't the thing. It. That's the irony of all this shit. There was a thing at the Leno did his last show. It was like uh, the twenty five kids that were born to couples who met on the show. Wow. And I was watching, it going like, this all was sexual harassment. It's all crime. Yeah. These are we're this is this is a this is a perp walk. Basically. But it's not if the two people are really into if each other. If it works, it's yeah. not. But you ever dated a comic? No. Dated one when I was 21. Mm -hmm. I don't even really like sleeping with waitresses. On it. Like, I really try to avoid it. Like, I, I try everything everything in my pie. I can't say I've never done it, but I really try not to. Yeah. Because I don't even think a lot of times you're attracted to them. I think you're attracted to the dynamic. Hmm. I think you're attracted to like the uniform and like you're working and they're working and you're not supposed to and da da da. <laughs> and then you see them off campus in normal clothes and you're like, ugh. <laughs> so, uh, you're just normal here. Just a regular person. Yeah. Can you go put your outfit on? Put your apron on. Listen, how about you just pretend to work at a diner? <laughs> and I'll stop in for a coffee and then we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how was your experience with the dating somebody? But just, I just think um, there's too much. I want to be a comic going on. We were both 21. We were both, uh, both like really raw, open micers, yeah. trying it out. Didn't know what the fuck the future held in store for us. It was just too much comedy talk. And I was like, gosh, oh, she's too much like me. Yeah. But she was fucking funny. And uh, she was one of the few people that I was like, wow, like she really could be like legit. Like when, when we were all open micers together and she, it never worked out for her. She quit? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I lost touch with her. But last time I talked to her, I think we were both like 22, 23, something like that. And then I'd heard somebody ran into her at an open mic night like a year later, but she had never gotten out of the open mic scene. You know, so she was in the open mic scene for two, three years and never figured out how to make money. And, now, you know, just didn't have whatever it is that some people have, the, the, the fucking driving ambition to, yeah. to figure it out. I don't. That, the, the, uh, one of the reasons I wouldn't date uh, another comedian is I don't like that ambition part of me. Mm. Meaning, like I, I, I have it. I'm. I. I. It does like drive me. But you don't want to see it. In I don't want to see it in other. I don't want that to be my emotional support. The right. person who thinks the way I think or feels the way I feel. Yeah. In regards to achievement. 
Yeah, especially like status and, you know, recognition and getting the recognition from your peers and all that kind of crazy shit and craving it. And ugh. where are you with all that stuff? With recognition? Yeah. Um, I'm everything right now. I'm, pre I'm pretty comfortable. I was going to say, I don't know if, how you are with like uh, congratulations or compliments or stuff, but you've done really well for yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Like, you've done, like, this is fucking impressive. I don't, like, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, you don't get a lot of press. You don't probably do, you probably get offers all the time and just don't do it. But you fucking built a great thing. Like, a great, like, first of all, to say, like, I'll, I'll tell you a comment somebody else gave you. Chris Rock said about you, he goes, Joe Rogan basically physically willed himself into being a great comic. I don't even know what Chris meant by that. But I know it's a comic. Like, you just were like, no, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be a great comic. And you became a great comic. That's to say nothing of all this stuff. That's to say nothing of, like, building an atmosphere where two men can talk about rape. <laughs> <laughs> no, but building an atmosphere where you can have me on. You can have, you know, Alex Jones on. You can have uh, uh, fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson on. You can have... Um, uh, the uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, like you just having all these people on, and it's this weird cross section that you built, and it's all just from like, oh, I'm into that. It doesn't even seem that calculated. It's but, not calculated at all. Yeah, yeah. But it is. But I. But you deserve full uh, accolades. Thank you, sir. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, like Thank really, you. man. Like it's really like you've done a you, not only like you built an empire, or whatever, but you've like. To you've you've uh, you started with your voice and your interests and worked out inside out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm into that. I like talking to people. I like talking to people about th these five or eight things. And then you didn't, and you don't chase. You don't genre chase. You're no. too wealthy and old to do it anymore but you're not like i gotta do a i gotta do a multicam you've done yeah. a multicam but i gotta do with this thing or i gotta do with that or i gotta get but i if i was on a network i'd get billboards and i get all you know what i mean like you'd get you don't do dumb shit no i just i'm into what i'm into you know and i did dumb shit with fear factor i realized from doing fear factor was a great education for me mm -hmm. first of all it gave me a lot of fuck you money which mm -hmm. was great because then i realized well once you have that like oh you really can't it doesn't really matter you really can do what you want yeah. if you don't have to worry about how your bills are being paid yeah. now you have this freedom yeah. So like if they cancel it tomorrow and I'm like, I still have this. I didn't spend it all. I still have a bunch of money, and now I can make a living doing stand-up. I can do whatever yeah. I want. So Also, you could not make a living doing stand-up. You don't need to make a living. Right. You don't have to. Right. Yeah. You, can just you, uh, you don't lay. need to make a living. You've got it. Yeah. You're good. You just lay back. Yeah, if you want to, but I can never do that. <clears throat> but um, I, just, I just decided somewhere along the line, like, what am I really interested in? Yeah. You know, and wow. that's the That, to me, is the key of, like, that's kind of where I've gotten in the last, literally in the last year, because like the my, three mics was popular and successful, like creatively and, uh, and like, you know, people liked it and critics liked it. And, um, and it was the, the last year is the first time I've been like, am I funny? Am I talented? I'm like, no, I am. I am. So now I can stop doing shit 
out to of prove yeah, that you are to right, prove yeah. this dumb thing yeah. that is mostly paranoia. Right. Because uh, when you find when people are like, "What? You th- what do you mean am I funny or can you write or can like the things that I would actually consciously think?" Right. Um it's hard when you battle those things in your head because they they steal they steal your perception, you know? It's like, such a waste of time. Such it's a waste. A, it's it's not even a waste. It's it's maybe the biggest waste of anything on earth. I, I like it's a it's a it's your brain is uh it's an occupying force in your brain but it's impossible to tell that to someone who's just starting out or who's ambitious and struggling because like that is all they want they 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 so desire affirmation yeah to to know that hey i'm a legit pro yeah and that's the thing is i got enough affirmation it was three mics was popular uh and i this is how dumb the inner voices were i would think yeah you can write sketches but you can only write single camera sketches. Oh, that's so hilarious. So then I was like, you probably can't write multicam sketches. And then Dave hosted SNL. He asked me to help him with it. And I wrote a great sketch. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Of course you can. You could write whatever the I know, fuck you I know, want. But I mean, I, it, call me next time you have these brain confusions. Was, I know. I know. Yeah. You, it was so obvious to everyone. except, me. And then I was like, and then the popularity of three mics, I was like, oh, it's fulfilling it is fulfilling, but it's also like you just check it off the list of like, oh, okay, I don't have to pursue this thing. Like, uh, I know that that won't bring me. It did bring me fulfillment in that it shut the voices up. Right. But it didn't bring me fulfillment of like, now when I walk into restaurants, five people know me. <laughs> and that's yeah. changed. Like, that doesn't change. Some people shit. love that, some people yeah. live for that. I find that to be nothing. That's a giant distraction. Yeah, I just find it to be like, hey, you know what time it is? Yeah. And then I'm just like, I don't really remember. Well, like, it gets uh, it's gratifying, place. but it's, I just, it doesn't, like, it doesn't uh, permeate. Well, it gets to a place where you're like Chris Rock, where it becomes a problem. Yeah. Like, if Chris Rock goes into Spago or wherever, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, whoof. Yeah. Like all eyes are on him. The paparazzi get notified. They're waiting out front with cameras. Yeah. People inside are looking. He's over there. He's over there. He's over there. Yeah. He's over there. There's the there's that level where you get where it becomes a giant distraction and yeah. it fucks with your art too. Yeah. Chris you, is good about that shit in that he doesn't have literally he travels by himself. He yeah. doesn't have any boys. Yeah, he comes to the comedy store, no bodyguards, no Nobody. bullshit, pulls in. Yep. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, he's very wise in that um, regard. And he Didn't knew, like, himself. he had to, yeah, he, like, I can't have people gassing me. Yeah, um, smart of him. Yeah. He's a fucking smart guy, though. You know, he, he can see the pitfalls in advance. Yeah. You know, he's, like, which is why he's a great comic. He's, like, psychologically aware. He's not just delusional and trying to push something that he's, you know, he's trying to, like, make work. You know? Yeah, he's, he doesn't, he ha we all have blind spots creatively and, you know, personally. Sure. He has maybe the fewest blind spots of anyone I know. Well, that's why he was willing to hire people to help him with his act. By the way, that thing of hiring people, because I work on his new hour, uh-huh. here's what it is. He likes comedy writers. Right. And when you're him, he, you don't have any peers. Right. No one's walking up to Rock and g- giving him tags. Right, of course. I would, because I know him, but right. like, 
most like he doesn't really have like peers peers like, right right like so he just has com he's like he goes i like having comics or comedy writers around and comics the way rappers like gold chains <laughs> <laughs> he's like it just makes me feel good he just i yeah. swear to you, he just likes comics oh, i can yeah. tell you in his new hour like it's not i have a two tags uh, yeah. No, there's no premises. There's none of that shit. There's right. like literally, I have two tags. You wouldn't if I hadn't given them to him. You wouldn't notice. But it's also in the interest of making the overall product better, and so he's willing to have a bunch of outside it's eyes. Putting, look at yes, it. it's putting your material against his. Yeah. Basically, it's like yeah. okay, how would you? What do you have for that joke? Right. No, I think I have all the best beats right. already. Well, what I was gonna say is his work with Richard Jenny. Was a, a great he loved example. Jenny, of that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I think Jen, Jenny's the most unheralded. I thought one of uh, what was it? His second steaming last... pile of me. Steaming pile of me was great, and then the one that he had some. F I remember steaming the one where he me got out of the subway brilliant. car. Oh yeah, I was like, I remember watching, going like, "This is fucking good." It's great. Yeah, I haven't watched it in twenty years, probably, but I remember going like. Yeah, this shit is really, His really bit good. On the steamy pile of me, I was just uh, talking to some comics about it the other night. I'm like, he has a bit about the difference between the left and the right and the center, mm -hmm. and you know, and and I don't want to do, I want to yeah. paraphrase it, but it's fucking such a well written bit. And he was so good at squeezing every last angle out of bits. Fucking premise. Oh, just smash yeah. them. They yeah. would just be, they would be obliterated. And his economy of words was so magical. He was, he was a craftsman. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just, he was really fucking good. And again, a deeply troubled guy who yeah. never felt like he got the respect that he deserved and never got he didn't. to be the... Well, he was in a... I think if he was alive today, he would be this huge Netflix star yeah. selling out big places, and he would probably be happy with that. But in his era, that wasn't the goal. In his era, the goal was get a sitcom. And so yeah. he used to do clubs where I would go. I would do the clubs after him, and they would be saying, like, oh, he hates it. He didn't want to do this. He hates doing press. He's bummed out that he's on the road. He didn't move to Hollywood to be on the road. Yeah. And I was like, does he understand that he's like one of the best comics that's ever lived? Yeah. Like when we were all kids, when we were starting out, back when I met you at Boston Comedy mm -hmm. in like 1991 yeah. or whatever it was, you weren't even doing stand-up no. back then. The goal was to make a living. Like, do you think you can make a living? You know, was, you know what Jenny's only problem was? His material was great. And I'm trying to think of a guy who's like this now. His material was great. His presentation was artless, meaning he'd look like he bought his suits at fucking at, a, at the Dick Tracy villain yes. shop. Like he just looked like he just had a hacky sensibility. Right. His fucking bits were great. Right. Like there are people that don't like Sebastian because of what I'm saying. Because he's too stylized. He's not he's he looks Sebastian shops at the mall. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like I see what you're saying. He's so just he's a populist. Not, he's not a uh, okay. he's not an artist. He's not uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like he he I once described I once brought Sebastian up as a blue collar snob. <laughs> <laughs> and which is exactly what uh, he is. And uh and but like there are people like I'll have arguments with people where I'm like Sebastian's fucking great and they're like he doesn't need a little hacky I'm like no he's not hacky he's not at hacky all. at all but because 
He dresses like a fucking Guido. Italian, a fucking chooch from Chicago. <laughs> chooch. <laughs> he wears vests. People wears vests. literally people <laughs> deduct points. They don't even. They're not even aware they're doing it. Yeah. And Jenny suffered from that, where where you had to go. Boy, this is a fucking good bit. Like this is like. In terms of writing-wise, like, he was as good a bit writer as Hicks was, like, yeah. at, at that time. Better. Term, way better. Again. Way better. It's in terms of humor? In terms of humor, I don't even think they're close. Okay. But I'm saying in terms of his peers at the right. time. Like but, I mean, was... if you listen to Hicks, you're not going to laugh a lot. No. You listen to A Steaming Pile of Me, you're yes. going to... I was yeah. in the car coming back from the Irvine Improv before I filmed my last comedy special. I was prepping for the comedy special, and one of the things I like to do, I like to do Irvine's big place. Yeah. You get everything tight, you get the yep. full weekend in. And uh, as I was driving home, I said, let me listen to some Richard Jenny. And I listened to Steamy Pile Me. And I hadn't heard it in years. And I, it was from 2007, I believe. And I was fucking crying, laughing, yeah. clapping in my car yeah. by myself on the way home. Yeah. I think he was one of the best ever. Yeah. And I think Hicks is a great comic. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's one of the most influential and important guys ever. But in terms of like humor value, right. I think Richard Jenny is above you would, and so beyond. So you put, you put Jenny like closer to Carlin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I put but him again, above Carlin. Wow, that's to me. Yeah, that's fine. In I, terms I, of like, I kind of think Rock might too. Rock fucking adored Jenny, but like, yeah. uh, the you. But people deduct points because it seemed yeah, like because he wears because he had with and a his voice was shirt. he like and Carlin would wear fucking a t shirt and like yeah. down like right. I'm a workman artist. Whereas like Jenny was like, are you? What are you going for? The dentist. Yeah, the like dentist I'm a, who's off yeah. duty. Yeah. <laughs> And like his his and he's like uh, yeah. wearing he's like tan and he's got uh, his hair is combed back and it's like well, he had a lot of plastic surgery too he he kind of went a little nutty and tried yeah. to become a leading man and yeah he he had a lot of issues but yeah the comedy was fucking genius man yeah but people do judge like people the way they look you know like it's it's a weird thing you know like. Whitney in her last special, her HBO special, she wore her hair down. Yeah. And she said that was like a big issue. Did she's she like, tell she you? always wears her, her hair up. Yeah. She's like, and they wanted her to wear, and Chris wanted her to yeah. wear, wear her hair down. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I just put it on. And I was like, you should have wore your hair up. That's yeah. what you do. You wear your hair well, up all Rock's the time. argument, Rock was saying he wanted her hair down. He, and by the way, Rock didn't say it. Rock just said it to someone at HBO. Like, oh. she should wear her hair down. He wasn't like, mm. I demand. Right. <laughs> Hello, Do this it. is Chris Rock. Right. Uh, he was like, just, she should wear her hair down. Uh, his thing was, uh, she reads too hard on camera. With her hair pulled back, it's all, and her delivery is so, like, uh, menacing is the wrong word but like it's it's like very like forceful yeah but see that's what i like right i like the fact that she's like i'm pulling my fucking hair up no nonsense yeah yeah, yeah. no well, bullshit I, he was seeing it more from uh uh just a point of view of like Aesthetics. a director yeah, yeah. just like because dude it matters it does matter, it though, matters. also It matters to the more than you think. But it matters more, I think, for the person delivering it that they feel comfortable. And I think because she's a beautiful woman, I think for her, pulling her hair up is like, I'm not accentuating that at all. I yeah. just want you to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. And that's the best way to do it. You know, like, there's parallels. I mean, like, like if you saw a, a really funny woman, but she was dressing like uh, primetime Megyn Kelly on Fox with little yeah. tiny skirts on yeah. and her boobs showing, it's like, yeah. 
what are you selling? Like you're yeah. selling something different than just I'm a stand-up comic. Like you're you're selling I'm I'm a sexy lady out for a night on the town, but I'm also going to tell you some jokes. Yeah, that's a I mixed guess, message. Yeah, I. But the the thing that people don't take into account sometimes is like you know a lot of the successful male comics are good looking. Tosh is fucking good looking. He's a handsome fellow, but weird gay tones, right? Fine. <laughs> Fine. That's the small price to pay for those looks. <laughs> you get a fucking face and like I, that. I love Tosh, but the reason why I said that was like, Doug Stanhope, who's a fucking maniac, wrote something crazy about Tosh in his book. Just, just fucking with him. I forget it was, but that he, that he murders women who. Uh, That's funny. Question his sexuality. Like he, Stanhope went semi Hunter S. Thompson in some of his stuff. That's great. Like clearly, obviously, he's making things up. Yeah. But you have to be. It's. You have to be obviously aware. But yeah, Tosh is obviously a good looking guy. Sebastian's, Sebastian's a beautiful man. Uh, um, Dave, Dave Chappelle? Chappelle used, guy. yeah. He, I think he was better looking skinny. Really? Yeah, personally. Yeah, that was more, more, more my speed. He's got some fucking guns now. Yeah. Um, like, um, there's not, like, Cosby was good looking. Pryor looked like something. Like, not, mm -hmm. I think looks may, like mean more than people take into account. It's like I always say to people, no one with gray hair has ever made it as a comic. Not never, but almost never. Hmm. Think about it. Steve Martin and Rodney are my list. Hmm. Rodney was a cartoon old man. I think there's something about being old, though. You, lo you lose your exuberance and your enthusiasm, and then the people are, you know, that's a part of the aging process. And it depends on how much you cultivate your own personal energy. Yeah. Like how much are you paying attention to that or how well are you taking care of your body? You know, like Ron, I also think Ron people White, are more impressed if you can come to these conclusions in 26 years. Yeah, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, you know, few, a, a few, few people geniuses. have. Yeah. yeah, but like Ron White is a gray-haired guy now. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, deep yeah. into his 60s. He's been, and he's like a cartoon yeah. alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, he is. And a, a real alcoholic. Yeah, he's legit uh, and funny as shit. Yeah, it's that motherfucker. That motherfucker is so funny. I said to him, uh, I was like, hey, he did a joke. He did a joke that like, and I go, do you remember that joke where you're talking about you're in a, in a fight with your wife and you said something? And he goes like, I don't remember. And it's like, you don't remember, that's a fucking, you don't remember? <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> he was telling us a story in the back room of the comedy store. Uh, you know the back bar? Yeah. He was telling us a story, and I'm fucking literally When I tears. say he didn't remember, by the way, it was he. I'd seen him do it six weeks earlier, and he was like, I don't remember. I was, he was telling a story, and I was crying, like tears were rolling down my face, yeah. and I forget who else was with us, and I go, you got to tell that on stage. He goes, you think? I yeah. go, please tell that story on stage, please. And he goes, man, I don't know. I go, just fucking tell it. It's going to kill. He went on stage with it that night. He's like got a bottle of tequila. Uh -huh. He pours himself another drink, literally goes from the back bar to the stage and closes with that. Yeah. Closes with it and it smashes yeah. out of the park. I think I may have seen a bit of it. Jeff, by the way, Jeffrey's Jim went on. He he's Jim's not badly. I mean, he's like whatever. It's a good looking guy. Yeah. Um uh Jeffrey's went on the other night like he was dr he'd been drinking all day and his friend was like, "Can you do stand up drunk?" And he's like, yeah, and he's like, I don't believe it, whatever. And, like, Jeffries went on and fucking murdered for a half an hour. Yeah. Just, dr like, drunk. Yeah. Like, it can be you. done. God bless you.
Yeah, I mean, especially if you're feeling it. Yeah. You know, I feel like you're, you, like sometimes being drunk, like as long as the momentum's in the right way, you know, like you're thinking in a good way and everything comes out and you're on the stage, ah, I got some fucking shit to talk about. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And then he goes yeah. in his act. Yeah. You don't really, do you drink much? A little bit. Yeah. Do not you before get, like, I go drunk? on stage. No, not before I go on stage. Very, very rarely. Yeah. I have. It's not good. Yeah. I like a drink, uh-huh. maybe two drinks, you know, It'd get a little tipsy. Yeah. But um, being drunk on stage, it's like not, it's not the right way to manage the ideas, but it is a good way to not give a fuck. Yeah. So like if you have an idea and you feel so strongly about it and you, you're, I mean, obviously it so varies depending upon where you are in your life and where you are with the material. But sometimes some material just needs a little bit of, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and then if you have a couple of drinks before you talk about that subject, yeah. and you're like, well, why the fuck do I have to pay attention to this? And then yeah. it gets in a, a new place. It truly, like, jogs the brain, yeah. where it's like, here's a fucking wall. Like, yeah. This wall is a door. And right. you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, all right. Yeah. And then you're talking some real shit. Well, I, I'm a big believer in using as many different methods as possible to explore ideas, whether it's the sensory deprivation tank or pot or psychedelics or booze or... Or just going places and doing things. And yeah. I think as I've gotten older and I, I'm on a schedule to put out a special every year and a half or so, uh, two years now, I think. It's like my last one was in October, so my last one was a year and a couple months, and I'm getting ready to film it in April, so it'll be about a year and a half. Yeah. That's like, to me, is like a good schedule. Came out in October or you yeah, shot it in October? Came out in October, shot it in June. So yeah, from so shoot to shoot, it's about two years. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is if to do that, I have to do things. Yeah. I have to, I have to have experiences. I Agreed. have to I have to force I have to not force myself to, but I have to be consciously aware of being in action. Yeah, things have to happen. Yeah, like I'm going to Vancouver next week to do Iboga. Oh shit! Uh, and then the week after that, I'm going to. Uh, Bangkok is ibogaine legal in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, it is. It beautiful. Yeah. Should be everywhere. Yeah, it's not something that kills people. So we'll it's something see. that's supposed to be amazing for yeah. curing addictions. Yeah, that's. I'm just gonna see what it does for depression because it's gotten way better. Like in the last year, uh, it, the depression's gotten better, and uh, which is a weird thing. From I hate to say that having a successful special cured my depression. <laughs> Well, you hate. I don't want it to be that linear, but it made me. It just got me out of fucking negative thinking. Isn't that funny? But I don't. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying that because I think there's a real stigma between correlating having a successful life yeah. and achievement yeah. and being happy. Yeah. But Ari Shafir is a great example of that. Yeah. I think Ari, there was a chemical issue too. You know, Ari was on Propecia for a while, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, Holding the, on. Yeah. Well, he he, he let go. He yeah. got off of it. But one of the side effects of Propecia is pretty severe depression. Yeah. Um, Ari got on some psych meds. He got on some antidepressants. Then his career took off, and he weaned himself off the antidepressants. Yeah. And he doesn't need them anymore. I yeah. Mean, Ari's one of the happiest guys I know. Yeah. But he's also very successful. Yeah. And that's... You know, last it's, four, it's, five years of his it's life. It's like money. You're, you know, money can't buy you happiness. Uh, it's true. V- validation isn't nothing. It's not nothing. It's like 
it's you know esteem and the look in people's eyes and, and the energy the people of have. Your peers. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the look of like, oh, yeah. you're yeah, I can't like you're 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 legit. You and I, when I if I run into you, if we're passing in the hallway, and you know you say I love that bit that you're doing, like I'm yeah. like ah, like I'm like. I know you're a really funny guy. Yeah. You like my thing. I get happy. You yes. telling me that Chris Rock said I'm a great comic. Like, yeah. I get happy. Uh, yeah. Positive affirmation. It's real. I mean, like, as much as I, like, I'm not insecure. In fact, like, I, I'm like, I, I, I go up tonight. Am I worried? Do I know how to do this? No. Yeah. No. But you tell me someone who's really good says I'm good. It feels good. You, you, you feel like you're in. And that's what so many of us felt like we weren't yes. before we became By comics. By the way, I'd like to say that goes away. Um, uh, Ellen DeGeneres is a... Uh, I shot this Netflix commercial with her and Chris and Seinfeld and uh, Dave. And um, and uh, so we, me and Ellen are like buddies now. And she's doing a new hour. And she sent me 15 minutes of it on DVD. It like she doesn't fuck with computers. She doesn't email, which is like smart. Uh, really? So she, I mean, not like she doesn't fuck with computers. She stays but offline. She, like she just Social doesn't. Media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't like she'll text on her phone. She'll she'll Instagram whatever. But um, she sent me the her fifteen minutes on a DVD, and I watched it at like midnight on a Thursday, and didn't text her because I don't know which, when she goes to sleep. And I woke up to a text from her going like, "Hey, did you watch it?" Right, and I was like, right. "Yeah." She's like, "I'm starting to get," and she's like, I'm, "And I go, yes." I was like, "Ellen, you're fucking hilarious," and she wrote like, "Few." <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean? like it never ends. It never ends. It never ends. It, it, it can't end. If it ends, you know, it's like I've talked about this before that that dream of retirement that's sailing off in the sunset is straight up not horseshit. for us. Yeah, it's horseshit. Yeah, you you want to do good stuff, and the only way to do good stuff is to worry whether or not you're doing good stuff. Yeah, that's the main. Or I, again, I'm trying to balance. The the desire to do good stuff and not and having a good life. Yes. You know what I mean? You have to have both. Because yeah. that's the 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 other thing that happened was like when like when Charlie Murphy died this year, I was like, boy, it's so fucking that's like that was it. Yeah. That's that that's it. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's the end yeah. for, of him. Right. And like I want uh, all I could think was, did he have fun? Right. You know what I mean? Like, did he have fun? Because that's really the only thing that matters. All this stuff of, like, even the best-known comic isn't... I mean, you're like, people don't think about Carlin that much anymore. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, It doesn't matter. It doesn't... It matters to the people that you affect in a positive way, but ultimately, for you, you live and then you die. And are, are you enjoying being alive? And those uncomfortable things, do they help you? Like the uncomfortable things about Ellen, like, phew, what that's going to do is going to allow her through that weird sort of anxiety and insecurity, it's going to allow her to make an amazing special. Yeah. And the same thing can be said of us. My, I'm, when I'm on a film in April, I am fucking terrified of writing a new act. Because this act, when I first started it, 
a year ago, it was like on Bambi legs and it was yeah. dog shit. And I would do it at the store and I would have bits that would just be clunky yeah. and they'd come out awkward. Yeah. And then they started to take life after a month or so. And then they started to grow and build till it was something that I could take on the road. And now that I've gone through that whole process, the idea of tossing it aside and starting all over again is like, yikes, yeah. this is terrifying. Yeah. But that's the only way you get better. Yeah. By the way, Ellen did like a half hour at Largo and then she did a half hour of uh, Q&A. And when I say this motherfucker murdered, <laughs> this mother, I mean, it was like, <laughs> God damn, like, sh like, oh, that's the funniest thing she could have said, followed by that being the funniest thing she could, like, literally, like, in a fucking, it was like watching someone in a fight, just like, ka, ah, ah, like Q&A and fucking murdering. And the people are yelling things out? Is that it was called? just like, Ellen, I have da 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 da, and she, she was funny, she was mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, she's a fucking comic. She's like a fucking, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she can write, you don't write jokes from kindness. Well, yeah. I, you I write jokes from agitation and. have to and, tell people that. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, she, like even people that worked on her, on her talk show were like, Jesus, that was like magic. <laughs> like, we're just like, God damn, well, you the talk are show really censored. great. Yeah. Talk yeah. show is censored. You know, give her yeah. an option to just do something like that. Yeah. You're going to see what she's really capable of. And, and she's capable of being very charming and fun she's on the really talk show. She's really super, like that's what yeah. the show mostly is. Like, yeah. it's mostly just like doing a, she's just sweet. Yeah. And then yeah. as a comic, she's not, it's not just sweet. It can't be. It can't, it's literally, you You can't do comedy. It's just yeah, I do that, I do that stand up on the spot show. You've done that before, yeah. right? I, I did it Tuesday night and mm -hmm. I, I said something to somebody. I go, look, I go, I'm going to be mean. I go, you yeah. understand that. I don't mean this, but when you say something stupid, I have to attack you. Yeah. This, you have to be sacrificed for the greater good of the show. Yeah. As long I'm as you sorry. guys are cool with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah. just the way it is. And it's not like she's not like a dark-hearted person or whatever. Right. But it's like that's just kind of yeah. who. And, you know, yeah, she. we all have this fear of like, can I do it again? It's jumping. You're jumping over your, your evil Knievel. Yeah. And it's like you. there really is like a fear of like, can I clear the can I clear the, the chasm? And you are literally only as good as your last set. Yeah. If you bomb, like you better get up on stage quick and fix Shit that. Shit hurt. Shit stings yeah. for 20 hours. <laughs> you better get back up there and fix si it. Yeah. Side effects may, you yeah. literally will sting for that shit doesn't, and I don't think it gets better. It doesn't get better. It gets worse. Because then the people come to see you. They expect more yeah. of you. You have higher expectations. Yeah. You should yeah. know better. Yeah. You should know you better. You should know better than to bomb. What yeah. the hell is your problem? Oh, how are you bombing still? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, man, the development of material must be done in front of an audience. I mean, I write on a computer and on a notebook, but the only way it really works out is in front of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. There's no... That's... If it's not... If they don't laugh, it's not comedy. Yeah, and you don't really know for sure where the beats are. You think you've got a pretty good roadmap from all your experience, but until you do it in front of a live audience, they're there to tell you. So, Mulaney just did this uh, Mark Twain thing for Letterman. The It was like the Mark Twain Prize on PBS for David Letterman. So it's like Steve Martin, just Bill Murray, everybody. And John Mulaney's doing it, so he sends me his uh, speech, his like his bit. And uh, I'm reading it, and it's whatever. I'm like, hey, like, whatever, couple ideas. And then, uh, so I watch it, and he did a line that, like, 
killed. Like immediate, like one of those things where they laugh for a split second and then immediately applaud. Like, fuck laughing. Right. We have to go immediately to applause. So, and I was watching this and I was like, I didn't even know that was a joke. Like when I read it, I was like, I didn't know that was a joke. So I text Mulaney. I go, did you, was that a punchline to you? And he goes, nope. (laughs) Had no idea. Two guys with a lot of experience. No fucking idea. And he got like, an applause break. A he, like the be, the highlight of his part. That's so. Didn't crazy. even know it was a joke. That's the and that's what an audience does. That you can't like. Oh, now we're doing comedy. I thought that was a straight. I thought that was a just a metaphor. You know, I have a, an app on my phone, the uh, sound app, the voice notes app, mm-hmm. and when I, you can look at it, and you can edit the the voice notes. And when you do, when you go into the edit mode, you can see the spikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going over this one bit, and I look, and there's this giant fucking spike in this uh, this Harvey Weinstein bit that I have. And then I realized that the giant spike is something that I didn't even know was a punchline when I wrote it. Yeah, I was trying to set something else up, yep. but the way it played out, it got the biggest fucking laugh of the yeah. entire bit. And, and then you have to act like you meant to do that. Like, yeah, oh, that God. old thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck did that? And then I got off stage and Tony Hinchcliffe said, he go, dude, that fucking line is so funny. I'm like, Man, I didn't even know what that is was the gonna line? be funny. I'll, I think I'll I, tell you. Yeah, no, I can't. No, that you, I was saying, I would. I there is. You did a thing that I was like, that's fucking. Oh, the thing that I like that you said about it is like, sometimes like rapists just look like rapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's you right. I'm, not, I'm hardly doing that anymore. Yeah, like yeah. they say, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, but yeah, so you, every once in a while, your instincts are dead yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, yeah, that guy looks like he raped. He looks like a fucking total piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, what a trap it would be if you looked like that and you weren't a piece of shit. You're like, I'm really yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, I'm the sweetest guy ever. Uh, yeah. So there's no, there's literally no knowing yeah. what yeah, until you do it. Like there's no. It's a weird art form in that regard. You know, I was talking to Chris Stapleton about that. I was, you know, he was, I was saying, you write all your music and then you perform it to the audience. It's done. Uh-huh. And I'm like, for a comic, like, that's so rare. It's so rare that I write a bit that comes out perfect. Yeah. And then I bring it to the stage and it literally mirrors what I wrote down. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but it's never. There's also a thing. I was reading something. Or listening to something where, like, your brain, adrenaline will make your brain do different shit. Yeah. Meaning, so you need to put your, you need to, that adre- like, you can have the map, you can have your plan, but then adrenaline will be like, it's like you ever watch somebody, uh, uh, Dave did something. Did you see that Def Comedy Jam 25th anniversary thing? No. It's not very good. But it's on Netflix. <laughs> but the, here's the good news. Not very good. There's a sequence where Chappelle and D.L. Hughley are on. And Chappelle is so fucking funny. It's l- truly breathtaking. And he's improvising the whole thing. And it's like so fucking breathtaking. And I was there with Jimmy Carr, the comedian. I was like, this. F-, I was like, I, when I'm impressed by David, it's like, he must, because I fucking know him so well. I was like, this motherfucker, like, and he's like, yes, but don't discount, don't assume that you couldn't have done something because adrenaline does make your brain do shit. It yeah. kind of makes it like superhuman. Yeah. And super like, like make logic leaps that you wouldn't. 
But I, in my, in my line of work, and like my, I, that's maybe 10% ultimately of like, it's 90% written and then I'll 10% say, come up with something on stage. Yeah. Um, when I'm intoxicated, um, I'm more willing to take these big leaps and, and go into new rooms you know, like take new new paths off of stuff. Yeah. Like I'll take a wild, especially marijuana. Like there's something about being high where I'm if I'm doing a bit, especially a new bit, where I'll go, well, what what about his mom? The fuck? Does, <laughs> how's his mom feel about this? Yeah, like that bitch is gonna be like, what did I do? You know, and, and then you'll have this whole another angle that it's almost like in the moment it shows itself, and then you have to chase it down. You have to have the courage to chase it down live in front of a bunch of people that paid to hear you talk. Yeah. And that's the risk you kind of, that's where uh, hubris comes in. Mm, yeah. That's where it's like, yeah, I don't know. I know you paid. Yeah. Ah. Well, this is how it's got to be done. Yeah. But one of the good things about comedy today is because of all these kind of conversations that we have, people sort of understand the process and particularly like the comedy love the story. process. Now. Yeah. They want to see the process play out. Yeah. Like I've talked to a guy the other day that was like, uh, I came to see you while you were doing that Bruce Jenner thing and I saw it through all its incarnations. I saw the early part was kind of clunky and then I saw it where it became the finished thing, which was your closing bit on the special. Yeah. And he was like, I saw you over a period of like three times over eight months. He was like, it was really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like they like it. They're comedy yes. nerds. Yeah. Yes. Chappelle thinks that's because of alternative comedy. He believes that one of the great things about alt comedy was it brought people into the process. Hmm. I, I think he's right. I think it's all it's that and podcast. Yeah, I think podcasts more so, because obviously way more people listen to podcasts than go to see alternative comedy shows. I mean, if you have one or two alternative comedy shows in the city, it's a big deal, like in L.A. I mean, how many are going on a night? Three? Mm -hmm. So you've got, like, what, 900 people maybe that are seeing alternative comedy in a yeah. night? Whereas podcasts, thousands and thousands and thousands, if not millions and millions. I think that there's a bunch of things going on, though, too. It's like when you become a, a fan of it, like I'm a fan of music, and I don't really – like one of the things about having Chris Stapleton in is that I just wanted to ask him, like, how do you write jokes? Like where they come yeah, from? Yeah, I always ask that. It's such a dumb question, but it's like, I don't have any idea what yeah. that's like. I mean, I said jokes, I meant songs. Yeah. Um, how do you, you know, like, where does the music come from? Do you have like a beat in your head? I mean, and, and his answer was there's a bunch of different ways he does it. You know, sometimes he's just in his car and the thought just comes to him and he starts singing into his phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the, the, uh, Mulaney did a joke, or he, it's like an anecdote in his act, so I won't I won't blow it. But like, Mick Jagger was hosting SNL, and so Mulaney was writing a song with him, mm -hmm. and uh, Mulaney pitched something, and <laughs> Mick Jagger goes, "No," <laughs> like, and he goes, "Not funny." Wow, <laughs> that's brutal. And then he fits like a like a lateral move, and he's like, "Yes." But it's like, okay, I guess this is fucking <laughs> songwriting. Different than Mick what I Jagger, thought. You could kind of just say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I mean, you're like a 70-year-old man who just had a baby. Yeah. Just shooting loads into models in Brazil and all over the world. He just does whatever the fuck Do he wants. Do you find, speaking of which, because I was saying to somebody that in, in light of like the Cosby, you know, the thing where people become... I was saying, like, I always say beware of a moral arbiter. Mm. Anyone who holds, beware of a moral pillar, because why are you doing this? Right. Why, like, what benefit 
you're not doing it for society. You're not trying to benefit. You're not trying to sell the good word. You're not. You're literally just right. being supi- a superior dickhead. Right. Um, Which was Cosby's move. A hundred percent. Do you think? Have you noticed what what adulation has done to your personality? Hmm. Have you noticed a little creep? Have you noticed a creep of like, oh, I that that's shitty, or you know what I mean? I I don't. And by the way, I'm not saying this like because I can think of one, Joe. I'm just saying like, are there moments where you're like, oh, like because I don't know, I'm you're you're more popular than you know what I mean, like than I am. So I'm just wondering, like, have you noticed anything uh, happening that you were like, eh? That's interesting. You got to be careful of it for sure. Yeah, I think I felt it a lot more when I was younger, or I, you know, just dumber. I think you're you're just always aware. You, the worst thing that you could do as a comic is lose your objectivity, like mm-hmm. whatever objectivity you have, let it slip away instead of let it increase. I think in order to be a good comic, you have to be introspective. It's objectivity until it's very subjective. Yeah. Until you're sure Sure. of it. Right. And then it's like, no, fuck you. Right. That's where the hubris comes in. Yeah. I mean, I just think perspective, you know? I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like pot, because it makes me insecure. Yeah. Like, like legitimately. I like like that feeling of vulnerability. In every, like, define insecure. Vulnerability. Like, insecure about the future, about life itself, about, like, realizing, like, wow, like, in any moment now, a fucking earthquake can happen. In any moment now, we get hit by an asteroid. My, the cells in my body literally only have about 50 years left of life if I'm lucky. Yeah. If everything works out great. You know, all that stuff. You know, worrying about my, my children, worrying about my family, worrying about, you know, all those things are real. You know, that, that those sort of vulnerabilities, they're highlighted by marijuana, the, the awareness of your own imminent demise and just life itself being so fucking uber bizarre like all those things are highlighted by marijuana which is one of the things i like about it that ruthless introspective quality of pot that people call paranoia i get paranoid well i just think that's hyper awareness yeah which is why like hugs feel so good when you're high if you're high and you hug someone you're like ah oh, give me a hug like ah oh, just feel so, so warm yeah. feels so warm like food feels better it's like you're way more aware i work out high one of my favorite things to do is i did it yesterday i had this meeting here i did a podcast and then after a meeting um, uh, I had like uh, two hours before the meeting, so I smoked a joint and then I hit the bag. I just went over to the heavy bag and I worked out for like 45 minutes and just, man, it's like you're so aware of all the muscle tissue moving. You like feel your body different. It's like, for, especially for me, like for martial arts techniques, I re- I'm really aware of the correct way to utilize leverage and weight. It all comes together. It's just hyper-awareness. That hyper-awareness also makes you like hyper-focused on yourself and your flaws and the way you interact with people. I, oh, I, I never feel confident when I smoke a lot of pot. I always feel vulnerable, and I always feel like I should like – apologize to people for something it's yeah. always like something that happened like a month ago like ah oh, why was i a dick about you that? feel like a woman basically exactly <laughs> feel emotional vulnerable, vulnerable, like vulnerable and woman. constantly apologizing well that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't think of marijuana as being a manly thing you know marijuana is like very feminine 
in a lot of ways, very nurturing. It's really a community sort of a drug in the sense that it's not something you want to be by yourself with. It's something you want to be like with a community of friends. It's, yeah. It makes you very, it makes you, it's a friendly drug. Yeah. You know, that's what I realized. I didn't, I never really, I've gotten drunk. I got drunk in 2005 and I realized like, oh, this is the value. It, I, what I realized is it's all of us sit in a, in a rowboat and we just slowly shoot holes in the boat and we all just slowly sink at the same. We're just getting drunk and you're just sinking mm -hmm. and sinking, but you're doing it together. Right. So it's like nice. Yeah. And that's what it, you're, it sounds like you're describing weed as like a, well, the, the you're, alcohol, you're being though, vulnerable, collective you know, vulnerability. The alcohol is going to come at a price. There's no real yes. price for the weed. Yeah. For me, at least, I don't yeah. have the price. When it's over, I feel fine. Like, I don't feel like, like, oh, my God, my head's pounding. What the fuck did I do last night? Like, that that I got drunk with my buddies thing. We had the best time. We were laughing and high-fiving and howling and crying laughing. But then the next morning, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Your head is fucking pounding. Pot doesn't give you that part, you know? Yeah. What was the... Um, so you had gone through a series of ketamine therapy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did... Uh I did the TMS, the because uh, I was looking to at the last time I was here was, was like that last transdermal August. magnetic transcranial magnetic stimulation, okay. and which worked. That and then the problem was, and I think I don't know if I talked about it on here or not. I H someone gave me some HGH. Did I tell you that human growth hormone? Yeah, basically. So I did TMS, which transcranial mag magnetic stimulation, forty-five sessions. It worked great. Like it literally, I stopped it take? taking. It takes like thirty-five minutes, and they just put like electrodes on you or yeah, something. Yeah, I think I have video. Um, they put, uh, they put, um, they yeah, they put video on. <laughs> uh, I'm looking. Chris Rock t sends me every single uh, uh, rape thing. Oh my god. Everything every, that comes out? Every, sing, every page six. Every, literally, he sent me probably 25 of these. I don't know. It's just like a thing now because then we go like, <laughs> it's just like literally, it's just like a ticker. It's so fucking funny. There's so many guys. Mario Batali. Yeah. And, and by the way, the more salacious they can make these stories, the better. They were talking about some room that Mario would take people up to on the third yep. floor was the rape room. Yeah. I'm like, what in the fuck? Oh, you there know what makes dude. me laugh is the, There's oh, you, you have it. Yeah. The uh, you know what makes me laugh is the um, the pictures of Louis got progressively worse and worse. Oh, the ones they could find. <laughs> yeah, the, like the New York Times. Uh, I was waiting for them to just put up a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald. It's like he's fucking. It's you don't have to find the shittiest, the guiltiest looking picture. Well, there's fucking... so much video of him beating off, like air beating off. Yeah. You know, P yeah. play that video. Like, is this this is you going I, through the treatment? Is this from the last time I was here, or yeah. this is online? Yes, from last time you were here. Yeah. Uh, wow, look at that, man. Give me some volume. It's probably him and talking then, about so it. So I went to this. Whoa, dude. That sound is like an MRI sound. It's an yeah, that's what, what it is. It is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's right. We yeah. talked about it the last time we yeah. were here. Um, the, uh, but, okay, so then the problem was after that I did HGH. For, someone gave me some HGH. And I was like, yeah, I'll fucking take it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll take HGH. I'm always looking for the, an advantage. And I started having panic attacks. From HGH? Yes. Which is a, it's a narrow side effect, but it's one of the side effects of HGH. Basically, it like supercharged my whole system. I started having panic attacks on stage. Wow! I had a panic attack the night before I taped three mics. What? I couldn't go on stage. 
Spade was supposed to bring me on, and I told Adam, I was like, I can't go on. I literally couldn't breathe. Whoa. Yeah. The so, night before yes, you're filming? It was what a so, mind And then fuck. I just, I thankfully But you didn't, killed it. Yes. I thankfully didn't get one that night. Like, Oh, my gosh. Uh, dude, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. And then, I, and then I had anxiety for months. Literally, like, just like when people say I have anxiety. I'd never had anxiety. I was like, I'm not an anxious person. I wouldn't even know what that's like. Wow. It's fucking miserable. Wow. It's to me, it was worse than depression because you're agitated and like you just feel like static. It just was like a static mm. over your body. It was like you're you just have like this like cortisol snow in your and it sucked. So I went back on uh, on uh, Zoloft. Um, to, and then it ended the anxiety. Now, but you were trying to get yourself off of that. Yeah. Stuff, so now right? I'm gonna go. I'm I'm back on. I just stopped taking Zoloft like two weeks ago because you, you can't. I feel actually really good because. Oh, here's what I didn't say. I also microdosed. Do do do. Uh, while I was on Zoloft, I microdosed shrooms, uh, like three times. Yeah. Which is actually like pretty fun. Yeah. It's super fun, but it's like not daunting. It's not you're not like it's not trippy, right? You're not like you just whoa. Feel really good. Yeah, yeah, you just feel good. Uh, I did that three times. I did LSD once, and I th I'm thinking of so now I'm going off, and and an interesting happened when I microdosed. I got significantly less angry, just as like an operating principle. Mm. Like I was just like, oh, I'm less angry. Like I just didn't feel. As like snappy and shitty, yeah. Um, yeah. Like for a long, for like in, like in a, over a big period. I got a buddy of mine who's a world champion kickboxer. He mm -hmm. microdoses and he fights on it, fights high on mushrooms. Do they test for it or nope. they? It's just nope. That's funny. Fucking people up while he's on mushrooms. That's great. And I mean, better than he's ever looked in his past. He said he could see things coming before they happen. Yep. He said he literally feels like he's got some sort of psychic ability when he's sparring. Like he sees what guys are doing, and if you watch him fight, he just looks way sharper than he's ever looked before. Yeah. And homeboy's doing mushrooms. Yeah. Daily. And that's the so I've been I've stopped taking Zoloft because you can't uh, you can't be on it and do ibogaine. Oh, because you you can uh, you risk serotonin syndrome, which is like it, right. too much serotonin in your body. Or nah, yeah, yeah, too much serotonin. Well, so. you were the first guy to tell me about five HTP before we even started selling it at yeah. all. Before we started having yeah. new mood, you were telling me about five HTP, yeah. and that you were Sandy taking that. Danto told me about it. No shit. Yeah, because wow. I he sold me some ecstasy, and he was like, yeah, and also take this the next day. And I was like, well, and then I like researched, and I was like, oh, I should just take. So I still take that. Five HTP, I think, is good for weight loss. Really? Um, it like when I take five HTP, I'm just not hungry. Um, mm. It like that was the other sort of weird side effect of the microdosing. My appetite went down like significantly across the board. Wonder how much of the appetite is not really how much food you need, but rather you need something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or it's just a like at this time of day I do this. Mm. Um, yeah. But I ended up like losing ten pounds. That's interesting. Me, like from one fifty, from I've lost twelve pounds from like one fifty nine to one forty seven. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, but it's not like 
not starving myself or anything. Right, like, you didn't eh. feel uncomfortable. No, not at all. Huh. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. Do you monitor your diet? Are you do you, are you eating healthy? Yeah, or? like I got my blood tested probably three months ago, and yeah. everything was good. Do you are you eating sugar and bread and things like uh, those? Lines? I've eaten. I've stopped. Uh, I've eaten. I used to be a big dessert person, and I kind of just like. I think the mushrooms might have made me just go like, eh. You yeah. don't need that. You don't. Um, you really and don't. sugar, you know, the thing with sugar is you don't eat it for three days if you don't want it. Right. Like, you just, your body doesn't, like, you got to fucking get us some sugar. You're just like, eh, well, once, I'm good. Once you cut free. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you're really conscious about what you're eating in terms of, like, probiotics and things that sort of uh, help the landscape, the biome landscape, and make sure you've got healthy things in there. I think that's so significant and the more researchers that i talk to and the, the more people that are nutrition experts to start talking about your uh, gut biome and how important it is to take the proper probiotics yeah i think it affects your personality i think it affects your immune system i think it affects virtually the path of your life that you take depending upon what foods you eat it has a different effect on how you live your life well that's meditation does the same thing because you're like you get a feeling from meditation and then you're like, do I want to spoil this right. with like garbage thinking or behavior? Like, right. let me just try to bring a bit of that into yeah. my everyday. Yeah. I mean, that's the tank for me. Yeah. The, the tank is to I me. literally forgot about tanks until you, and I'm like, I live like a block from Flow Lab. You got to go. Like I, I went, I went, I think you must, how long have you been doing this? 2002 was the first time I got one. I, when did I tried you, it when did you start doing the podcast? I think you told me about it. You told Nine? me about it. Nine. I went to Float Lab, had the thought in the in the tank, you got to love something. <laughs> Literally, that was the thought I had, and, and then I got a dog. <laughs> Literally, like so I was like, I fucking yeah, like that that I like that shit. Like, and I just forget that it exists. The tanks, yeah. yeah. I think they're giant. I think it's like one of those. It's it's one of those things that requires you to block off a chunk of your time. So if you're a busy person, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to pull that off. But I think it's like one of the most important things you could do. How often do you do it? Well, I haven't done it in a long time because I I took the one out of my basement and I had it installed here. Got so it. it took me a few a few times off, and we just got it put in two days ago. So I haven't even been in it. So I haven't been a tank at all in three months. Oh wow, two months, two months, someone like that. How someone? often do you think you'll do it now? Couple days a week. Couple days a week Great. is good. If I can give myself two days a week, I'm happy. Do you ever go in and just think about your daughters? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it so? It's not. I don't like have a plan right right sometimes i have a plan like maybe i'll have a bit that i'm trying to work out and i just like this bed is just clunky there's a part of it that's clunky i'll smoke some pot and climb in that tank and think about it there's a in the in the the there's like a pre fucking syllabus for the ibogaine and it's like you need to come with questions Ooh. for ibogaine whoa for Sweet Lady Abogaine. Whoa. And it's, I'm like, I have to write. And then a friend of mine was like, can you ask a question for me? It's <laughs> like, no, I don't think that's legal. I can't be like, hey, so uh, Lucy. 
So Lucy needs advice so on her new Lucy's book, man. Lucy's curious about what's going on with her feet. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm like looking forward to asking asking uh, big questions. Although I got to say, the last year has been very revealing for me in terms of like what what's important, yeah. what's valuable. So, how much of an effect did having a dog have on you? Getting a dog, something you love, you come home to. Probably like 15, 20%. He's just a fucking good dude to have around. Yeah. Do you see that there was an article a couple weeks ago about dogs are so inbred that they're basically retarded? <laughs> they have some... We, Jamie, will you look it up? Because it's they have some... We've just... in Just piles of piles of piles and generations of inbreeding right. that they have this disease that's tantamount to Down syndrome. That all dogs have this. Yeah. Really? <laughs> wow. Um, other than, yeah, I would assume other than like German, like the most highly trained German shepherds are like, I'm not like them. I've got a, a golden retriever that's a year old now. And when I come home, like uh, he's the only one that's awake. You know, I'll come home from yeah. the store and, you know, everybody else asleep. And I come home I'm like, my dude, what's yeah. up? And he's running around me and yeah. whining and kissing yeah. me. And yeah, just like, good, just, just feels good, good. Just like good, just yeah. fucking good dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I take him running. That's yeah, I've one seen of my favorite videos. things. I love doing that. And man. he loves it? Oh, he loves it. He gets so excited. He hates going to my truck, but it, he'll go up to the truck. Like he knows. Yeah. And then I'm like, come on in. He won't hop in himself, but I'll pick him up. Like he knows he's going to yeah. have a good time once he gets in there. Yeah. How long's the ride? Uh, just a few minutes. It's not that bad. And he'll does throw he up. Like does he really? He'll throw up if it's longer. He'll. I've taken him on a twenty-minute ride before, and eventually he'll chuck. <laughs> He's, he gets. He gets car sick. Did you yeah. see that picture of somebody took a selfie while their dog was throwing up? <laughs> Holy shit! This is funny. <laughs> golden retrievers, though, man. He's the first golden retriever I've had. They are lovely dogs. They're so sweet. They're just like bundles of affection and happiness. And he's smart, man. Yeah. Like he's he's really easy to train. He wants you to like him. He wants you to be happy. And so like when he finds the things that you'll be happy about, he, he you know, he gravitates towards those. Yeah. That's, hold on. They're such good dogs, man. I mean, I've had a bunch of different kinds of dogs in my life and I'm a big dog fan. But I'm just particularly impressed with Golden Retrievers. Just so nice. And he's so great with my kids, too. That's the other thing. He's just a big a big love bug. My dog. What do you got, Jamie? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That picture is hilarious. She God caught the dog mid-hurl. So goddamn hard. Oh, my God. My dog threw up while I was taking a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> what is the, like... the gal's name? I don't think that's the original one. It's not? Uh, it looks like I reposted it. Oh, okay. Uh, a repost. Yeah. Maybe it is. Oh, there's a few. Is it? Yeah, what does it say up there? Lie. Likely. Like. Uh, L-Y-K-K-E underscore L-I. Yeah. Ah, that's a fucking hilarious meme. God damn it. That made me laugh so uh, goddamn hard. That is pretty fucking funny. Um, what kind of dog you got? Pitbull. Oh, uh -oh. there was another Problem. thing. You know what else helped with negative thoughts? It's a thing called... Uh, Murder. Uh, Taking the pit out and he kills homeless people for you. <laughs> uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm. um, and it was What's basically that? like it's 
this is this made me laugh. Like it, it's so dead on. They just have think un, It's just unhelpful thinking styles. Uh, Jimmy, you can bring this up too. Actually, uh, there's a chart. Uh, one of them's all or nothing thinking, uh, or black and white thinking. Something like, if I'm not perfect, I've failed. Either I do it right or not at all. Just like dumb shit. So anytime I think these things, they're just going, no, you're disqualified. Mm. Like you got to go. Okay. Uh, mental filter, only paying attention to certain types of evidence. Uh, noticing our failures, but not seeing our successes. Jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Um, hmm. All yeah. thinking, overgeneralizing. Everything a lot is of these always are rubbish. Nothing comedy. good ever happens. Right. A lot of these are literally just like comedy. How do you make comedy? Yeah, you have to exaggerate. Yes. Jump to conclusions. Yes. Yeah. But they're re- they can be really destructive on a personal level. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think everybody needs something difficult to do on top of what they already do. This is my theory about stand-up comedy. Uh, one of the one of the ways that I've sort of tightened up my game over the last few years is to concentrate on difficult things outside of comedy, you know, whether it's martial arts or whether it's uh, yoga or bow hunting is another one for me. Doing things that are very difficult makes comedy a little bit easier. How come? Because it's relatively easier. Yeah, relatively easier, but also you recognize like. Just didn't it doesn't seem like bow hunting and stand-up comedy would ever go together But the way they go together is there's an absolute reality in bow hunting and it's fucking really difficult to do Yeah, and in doing that it just helps you manage the difficulties of stand-up better The same thing with jujitsu. I felt like jujitsu helped me a lot with stand-up and martial arts in general because jujitsu is so much more difficult to do than comedy, like physically yeah. difficult. Like as you're doing it, you're groaning and strength and, 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 and straining and just barely, barely surviving certain situations and getting into positions where people are literally squeezing your fucking neck until you're about to black out. Yeah. And it just makes the uncomfortable feeling of anticipation of stand up, it just makes it less dangerous, like less scary. I did a show last night at the Fonda, so it's like a, you know, theater so to speak audience probably I don't know 800 people or something and I'd done a spot on Tuesday night went great I've done spots every night for the last 10 years with some degree of decent and the thoughts I was having before I went on like like no you're gonna throw up on your like literally like you're gonna have a panic attack you're gonna throw up on yourself and then I'm on stage I'm like why did you think that was going to happen, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> like, none of it even came close to happening. Yeah. But your brain's just like, no, no, no. You got to, huh? This is going to, like, this yeah. worst case scenario shit that's so impractical. The other thing, you know what's great and horrible about stand up is somebody was saying, like, uh, yeah, you can't compare your spot, your set to somebody else's. And it's like, I, I can't not. Yeah. I heard the laughs they got. Right. Yeah. I want to get those laughs or better. Yeah. Well, you definitely can if someone bombs. Yeah. Right? And they oh, this audience sucks. And you go up there and they're great. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, not... I have to compare. Like, I yeah. can't, like, I, it's impossible not, I can't act like it didn't, businesses can't go like, oh, don't worry about that guy across the street who's you know in the expression? exact same business. Is it Theodore Roosevelt? Comparison is the thief of joy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, good luck. 
yeah. following that shit. <laughs> Good luck following. Th- I mean, we all have to fucking. You ever stick around just to see what the next guy gets? Sure. Like, let me just see what. Uh, I what do, but crowd. I try to do it in a pure way. I try to do it as a comedy fan. I oh, try yeah, to still I've, be a comedy thou- fan. Ab- yes, yeah. I've done that. Uh, I it's nine to it's nine to one. Yeah. like doing it as a fan. Like most of the time, especially at the store, like I want to see the person on. After Don't me. you think the store is oddly supportive? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I never feel like if I catch a bad one, I never feel judged. No, by the guy I just brought up. Well, that's another thing about we were talking about this the other day. You catch a bad one at the store, and everybody sort of wants to like commiserate with you, like, "Oh, dude, last week I couldn't get a laugh to save my fucking life." Uh-huh. And everybody wants to. It's not like everyone knows. Like the level of comedy there is so high that yeah. everyone knows that everyone's legit. Yeah. So it's like not like oh Neil Brennan's losing it. No, it's like yeah. like oh he's trying out some this new shit. Fucking bum. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just going, Yeah, he fucking yeah. it was his turn. Yeah. And there are just moments. I where followed just... Eric Griffin probably a month ago and he caught a bad one. And I went, uh, Eric Griffin, one of the worst spots he's had in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking, they laughed, he ah. laughed. We all just like, yeah, I had that was me three days ago. It Whoops. goes down. Sometimes it's no, not pretty. Yeah. And then no one is immune, especially in the OR. Oh. The OR, the original room, that room will fucking slap you in the face with reality. Like no other room in the country. Yeah. Although I have more bad sets <clears throat> in the main room than I do in the OR. Do you? Yeah. Because. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even really know. I feel like the main, the OR like suits me better. Cause I don't have to be like gregarious and did it. You can just right. be like fucking, you can be, dark you can creep. Yeah. You can be a dark creep <laughs> <laughs> and you can be a dark creep in that OR. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's also think, I, I think it's incredibly valuable to have that many high level comics around you all the time. Yeah. To see that level and see, yeah. be inspired. Yeah. And like, oh, Jesus, that's a good joke. Yeah. You're like, fuck it. What, not even fuck. Why didn't I think of it? I'm jealous. Just like. You know, yeah, it's a good person. Fucking, nailed it. They nailed yep, it. They, I give it to him. That's a fair, fair. He did it fair and square. The only time I don't feel those like, God, you fucking nailed it. Why didn't I think of that? The only time I don't think like that is when I'm doing enough writing. When I'm yeah. doing plenty of writing, those creepy, like jealousy thoughts don't get in there. Yeah. Or the, the you know, the whimsical like, oh, it could have been me if I just got there first. And it isn't. It is the th- it is golf in that it's as much as you can hear the guy in front of you sink a long putt. You still got it's you against you. It's yeah. still like oh, I, it sure. doesn't mean because you kill doesn't mean I can't. Right, of course. Like, yeah, but if you think you can't, it does mean you can't. Yes. Oh, like, I know. I can tell you an uh, hour before my set how I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I can just tell by my like my uh, my serotonin level. Hmm. Do you ever try to break yourself out of it? Do yeah. You, do you have I, techniques? Yes. There. Yeah. Positive visualization is good, and uh, and just like taking a moment and like trying to get some serotonin going and like feel just try to feel good. For me, I move my body around, like bounce around in place. Like I jump around, like I'll stretch and just get everything moving. Yeah. Bob my head. Yeah, just I've done that start too. Shadow boxing, yeah. just shuffle my feet, just get my blood pumping and yeah. get everything accelerating. That's another thing that no one judges. 
no one goes like, the fuck is Rogan? Do? You know what I mean? Like, no one at the store would be like, <clears throat> right. we all just like, I've been in conversation with people. If someone goes, hey, I got to get ready. I'm not like, yeah, bro. <laughs> can't just walk what up there, man. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. One time Joey Diaz yelled at me for having a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joey's just got that weird thing Like every now and then Like, what are you doing with fucking ketchup and fries? Fries <laughs> taste great on their own You don't need no fucking ketchup Like every now and then He'd just get crazy with yeah. some like absolute yeah. And I had a, a notebook And he goes, what the fuck are you doing with that notebook? I go, I'm working on some new shit He goes, you're carrying around that fucking notebook Like those other momos That just want you to know That they're fucking writing Oh, I got yeah. my notebook yeah. Get the fuck out of here with notebooks And I was yeah. like, notebooks, Joey? Yeah, Joey, is that where it is now? I'm like, this is important. I, there's a new I bit. I'll show you the bit. I remember shit. Yeah. I literally have to remember shit. I have all these new punchlines. I have to. I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. You know what the fuck you're doing. Come on, dog. The fucking notebook out of here. <laughs> that, again, talk about uh, talk about hearing what the guy in front of you gets. You can't. Following him, it's just like. Whoa. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you guys want some fucking thoughtful notions? Yeah. That's how I feel after him. I feel like I might as well go up as like a fucking professor. Might yeah. as well have like a briefcase like, good evening, uh, class. Well, that's one of the reasons why I started taking Joey on the road with me, just because I was scared to follow him. Yeah. I, and I also wanted the best comedians I could work with. Yeah. And I was like, if I, people come out to see me, I don't want to be the only one funny. I want I want everybody else to be funny, too, so I'd bring the best guys I could. and. And I realized that, that you just got to be able to ride the wave of Joey yes, Diaz. Yes, that's the that it's like that with anybody. Yes. Theo Vaughn had to follow Chappelle the other night, and he was like, "I didn't. I, I was like scared." And I was like, yeah. "You don't. They're so gacked from seeing somebody that famous. Yeah, that they're like they you d just don't fuck with it." Yeah, if you're comfortable, you could ride the wave. But if you're insecure because oh my god, I just go, I'm going after Joey Diaz. Yeah, shit and that nervousness and that yeah. feeling. I took Joey on the road with me once in New Jersey, and I bombed. It was like the last time I bombed going on after Joey. And uh, he went up and fucking murdered. And he was fucking with the crowd. Like, I forget what yeah. happened. But I remember that feeling as I was going up to the stage, like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> I don't have it in about. me. Yeah. And it was a transitionary period in my act where I was like, not quite. Yeah. Didn't have the bits down yeah. yet. Still working Still on doing putting some it of the together. Old yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons why I, I used to love taking him with. I can't anymore because he's too successful. Yeah. But I would still love taking him that's with That's what me. Rock. Rock does that. Rock, if Rock's doing a weekend when he first had his new hour, he, he like he's like, I gotta get Earthquake out here, man. Ooh. He's like, I need good sparring partners. I need people Ooh. that are like, fucking. I'm afraid to follow. He's like, I get Earthquake and Leslie out here. <laughs> Earthquake will murder Earth, a room. Er, yeah, you don't even know. It's one of those things where he's already murdered them. When he gets before, out there, the, like it's all so high level. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, he also had a thing. His last special, he fucked a joke up and kept it in. Oh, really? And it's like, oh, y'all never fucked up. It's fucking really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. That dude is. Oh, y'all never fucked up a joke. Yeah, y'all never <laughs> fucked up hilarious. your job. Uh, like, which is like a haggy, it's a haggy thing to say, other than he, the way he did it was so fucking That's funny. very smart of him to do that, yeah. to bring those guys with him. Yeah. Just murderer after murderer. It's yeah. wise. And then you have to fucking, you have, <laughs> then you can't be like, no. Cause it's like, yeah. I don't care about fame. I don't, I didn't know who that person was. And he's fucking hilarious. Well, that 
in is not just about comedy and I think that relates to a lot of the problems that a lot of people have in life with what you would call haters like what a lot of haters are is they see people that are doing way better than them they see things that are happening and there's some things legitimately to hate right yeah but then there's a lot of haters that are haters about athletes or about uh, singers or rappers yeah. or whatever a lot of it is just jealousy. And the, that jealousy is they look at themselves, they look at that person, they don't like the way they measure up, and so all they can concentrate on is trying to find something wrong with that person. Mm -hmm. like try, and, and not being instead inspired. Yeah. You know, and like being inspired is so much more beneficial to you, it's so much healthier, and it's so much more of a strong move. Yeah. It doesn't, you're not... Uh, having, I think a lot of times with this, like Harvey, it goes to that power thing. I think some guys, sometimes guys especially, will see that see their career as revenge. Like, oh yeah. I think there is a little, a little bit of that is worthwhile. Yeah. But I don't. I think it can poison a fucking sure poison you if you're if you're consumed by it. Because there's guys that we all know that are just like. All they do is like, do you see what so-and-so got? And you're like, yeah. Oh, those guys are useless. Yeah. Again, he's not, it wasn't between you and him. And it taints their work, too. That yeah. mindset, that, that yeah. limited growth mindset, that, yeah. that fucks with their work. Yeah. I mean, Just if try to be like that, original and yeah. as good as you possibly. Somebody was the other night was complaining like, yeah, my agent didn't, he moved and he, they didn't tell me. And I was like, dude. Every job you ever get is going to be from other comics. It's every job. you Every job I've ever gotten is from the Boston Comedy Club, the Comedy Cellar, and the store. Literally in my entire career. That's crazy. I mean, basically, uh, I was videotaping people for casting director when I worked with Boston. Got a job out here working for her. Then, then I started working for Nickel. Uh, that th we cast MTV singled out. I got a writing job there. Next door was Nickelodeon. All that started talking to them. Got a job there. Me and Chappelle write Half Baked. Him I know from Boston. Um, then I write movies for a while. Then we do Chappelle show. Still, a, still from Boston. <laughs> uh, and then, then I'm like in showbiz, and it's all like a direct it's all the direct current from that wow every commercial i direct commercials it's all from that's from Chappelle show because it's like a long story but like the air jordan i did the thing with them and then they, they were like you should do more commercials so i do commercial and it's like it's all from your peers right it's right. literally all from your peers that's it that's the only people that are gonna get you that they're the people that are gonna hire you some people don't like to think that way because i think there's like this embedded mindset that used to exist when there was a limited number of jobs yeah there's like only two guys could uh you know yeah like one guy's gonna be uh competing against someone else for the tonight show only one guy's gonna get it yeah you know that's not the case anymore no there's so much abundance there's, by the way there's too much <laughs> almost right? i mean there's it's too much to keep up with like I, I, just all the netflix specials can't watch all this yeah. shit like i truly don't have time i don't know how people do it um but like the that's what it comes down to is like it's not being competitive with people. It's supporting people. And being inspired by the people that are really good. Yeah. Like that's fuel. Yeah. Like I was telling somebody, a, it's a long story, but a girl I knew, a girl I know who is is a producer at a TV show, and she hadn't watched my Netflix special. And I'm like, we're friends. And I was like, 
you're you're stupid for not watching it. A, because it's I go a it's insulting to me. You're directly insulting me. You're literally just hurting my feelings going out of your way. And I go and B you're in comedy. It's a well regarded thing. Like just inform yourself. I was like I saw Schumer do a joke nine years ago that I really liked and just texted her like didn't really know her at all. I was like hey that joke's fucking great. And then she asked me to direct her show. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, I didn't do it to get her to, you know what I mean? It's just this thing of just like, yeah, that's how you make relationships. You just like, I like that. Some people don't like watching stand up though. Like, Norton. That's what she said. She was like, I just don't like stand up. And I was like, okay. Ah. I was like, I go, that's completely fair. Well, Norton likes it, but he doesn't want to be influenced. So he doesn't watch any stand up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. This girl just doesn't. She's like, I just like scripted comedy better. Whoa. And I was like, she insulted you. She and bro, bro, to my face, that bro. bitch. Can't believe it. Uh, hey, I gotta go to the dentist. Go to the fucking dentist, man. Get, um, your, get your teeth did. Yeah. So, um, come back after you do Ibogaine. Oh, cannot wait. How long are you gonna be up there for? Three or four days. How many different just treatments? One, one, one treatment. One, yeah. And the other days are just kick, kick it. Just relax. I mean, I, one day is like you gotta like you gotta write your questions. Yeah. Uh, one day is like. It's, I'm getting there Monday, I do it Tuesday, and then it, that bleeds into Wednesday and maybe It's Thursday. like a 24-hour experience, right? They say 24 to 36. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Which I'm really... I watched a bunch of videos. You know what's funny is so many... If you go on YouTube and just fucking type in anything, so much of it comes back to this, to your show. Uh-oh. No, in a good way. Like, so-and-so talks about blank. Right. Like, if you... Especially drugs. Um, like it's, and there was a lot of, it was a dude who you've had on here. I can't remember his name, but like Spencer or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, who had talked about doing Ibogaine. Have you done ayahuasca? Yeah, Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done ayahuasca. Have you done Ibogaine? DMT. Yeah. I've done, I've done mushrooms, done acid, never done, uh, never done Ibogaine. But I've always associated Ibogaine with being, uh, one that people use to cure addictions. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm addicted to the game. The Can't game, <laughs> son. I'm trying to get loose from this game. Ladies and gentlemen, the great and powerful Neil Brennan. Good time, Joey. Until we meet again, yes, my, friend. my friend. Enjoy Thank your Abagain <laughs> adventures. See you soon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs>